It's okay. It's okay. He won't hurt us. He, he would have killed me by now. Okay, I think it's because we're not actually part of the movie. He doesn't really know what to do with us. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Luke. And... Rafael son. Stop waiting so long. Sorry. <laughs> you're not sorry. You're going to do it again. I'm absolutely not sorry. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so Pity-ass sorry. Ah, welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode number 175. I feel like that's a number or something. Um, today's episode is uh, we're going to do, as always, three movie reviews. And those three movies were handpicked by the ball fuck over there, Luke. And those movies are Bo is Afraid. What's he afraid of? I don't know. Everything, actually. Uh, Judy Bloom Forever, a documentary on Prime. And part of our marathon, this year marks the 10th anniversary of the movie Her by Spike Jones. So those are the three movies you're going to review today. It's going to be a special special day. Every day should be a special day, but we're gonna, I'm going to try today. Um, and if you want to interested in more, to understand more of our marathon, we're currently in our anniversaries marathon, you can follow us or, ch- or go to our website at otherpodcast.com. And you can see our last two years worth of anniversaries we've done, not to mention other anniversaries or marathons in general that we've, we're always on one. So we have a nice little list of a bunch of marathons in different ways and capacities and different movies. Check that out at otherpodcast.com. Unfortunately, I have to go with the following question. Luke, how you been? I've been all right so far. Can't say I've been over, hasn't been a very productive last two weeks. Oh, really? Don't think I, I, I honestly, I don't think I've, did much outside of just go to work or anything like that. Hmm. I did do some organization with um, all of my uh, files from uh, my camera. I have like a bunch of different SD cards and I was able to just, I compiled all those and backed them up and I started editing some of those files and actually posting some pictures that I took like over the last couple years. I have stuff from 2018 that I've never actually even looked at after I took the picture. Like a vacation thing, or are you talking about? Oh uh, no, when I was go, you know, g- going away for work and stuff like that. Oh, that's right, that's right. That was when your your absent periods. Mm-hmm. Oh, anything juicy? Anything good? Uh, no. I, I did start up like a new Instagram, and I'm just posting a couple pictures, and I'm just trying to you know keep it up. Also, I'm trying to learn uh, some photo editing programs like Lightroom or Canon has their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So probably stick with Lightroom. I mean, Lightroom is pretty much like the best, so we'll see. Right. So the the twenty, the, I think the well, the problem is uh, ten dollars a month or twenty dollars a month if you want the Lightroom Classic desktop version. So Adobe gets their money. Yeah, yeah, of course they get their money. But you know what? You can pay for when you want to use it. Yeah. So right now, I only put up a couple pictures on this new Instagram, and uh, I'll share it with you guys eventually, unless it pops up on your feed. I hope not. I got rid of my Instagram, but doesn't mean that I'll never see it. <laughs> no, we support it. you, but not in that way. No, no, no. I would Got love it. to see it. I just can't. Wait. I, you have to show me when I see it. I'd love to see it. Um, never. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, like uh, I always support pride, creative though. creative things. Do something creative, yes. Uh, all right. You can't you say about? that because, like, how creative. You know, anyways, it was, it was I get what you're saying. Oh, um, you can be creative with editing. Of course you can. 
Um, because we creative murdering people. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but we should really get Luke to stop murdering people. This is more of I a think so healthy, You know, it's funny. There is actually like a serial killer element. in Chicago right now. You know about this, right? right that several. There are several in Chicago right now. That they're trying to like keep on the down low. The South... Wait, which guy is this? What's uh, the, uh, murders the... Uh, what's it called? The, kid, the college kids. Oh, okay. The, right. they, and, uh, and puts them in the lake or the river, right? Something like that, the river? Yeah. Yeah, well, they all end up in the river. Somehow. They all end up in the river, yeah. Dude, yeah. a cop or a city worker, because they know where all the cameras are. Or both. <laughs> you know, because a cop well, is I mean, a city I, worker. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, this is... Uh, <laughs> There are several, and we'll never know about the other ones because they kill uh, a lot more people of color. Or it's a group of them, right? Well, yeah, a thousand percent, right, of course. I'm just saying, there are many. Right. right. There are more than the one we know of. Um, But yeah, I get why they're famous right now. Hopefully we catch that guy. Anyway, I think the moral of this particular part of the section of the show is don't go to college. Rob, how you been? (laughs) I'm not going to college. I'm doing great. Excellent. You're alive. (laughs) I'm alive. Or is this a weekend of Bernie's events? Anyways, um... You never know. The how I've been similar to Luke, minus the Instagram thing. Um, I've been uh, just a lot of work. You know, I'm doing a lot of work again per usual. I'm just keeping this routine until my new shift, and then I'm gonna tone it down. Basically, I'm not gonna work my days off. Just a, or a, I'm gonna not work as much of my days off as much. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to limit it to like one a week at or one a week, one a pay period since I'm only going to have two days off instead of the three and I mm-hmm. go from four instead of six. So it makes a big difference in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try to limit it to once, maybe one every other Saturday or Sunday. We'll see whatever works. Um, yeah. yeah. But besides that, um, yeah, just, just work trying to get into, it's weird because it's, I'm in the way at the point and I know Luke feels the same way, but we're at the point at, at the job where everyone's kind of over it and they want to get with the new, and um, I feel like everyone's pressuring me to act differently. And I go, I still have a job to do, so I don't understand the issue. And I'm just going to do them a job until it changes. Even though we're changing work locations, everyone feels like we're about to quit. Like, or, or like change jobs almost. It's a, it's a weird feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's just yeah. weird. But besides that, um, yeah, I've just been uh, hanging out with family, watching um, my Korean drama that I've – Jesus Christ. Like it's just – they're our like plus episodes. And I'm like 19 episodes in. And so you can tell where my hours go. And it's like I, I just can't watch anything else because I actually doesn't want to watch anything else. You know, and luckily I've had enough time to where I found time to play video games. I found time to watch a movie in theaters. I found, you yeah. know, I find little little pockets here and there. But with working also, it's a little hard. Uh, I'm working my days off as well. So and uh, just being busy, been busy. So I also got food poisoning, which sucked. Um, oh, had to leave work early one day, which I mean was great, but I just went home to sleep. <laughs> so, what you eat? Um, a lot of food at a what's that called? Gender party? Gender reveal party? Oh, that thing yeah. I wasn't invited to. Now I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah, right. I think it was just the food was left because me and Ashley both got sick, and uh, mm. I had just had diarrhea. So, like, and I don't know from what else I would get it from. So, mm. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, uh, on my end, uh, not a whole lot, although on, uh, similar to Luke, uh, just not on Instagram, I've been doing a lot of, uh, videos on there not just Lego. I've been doing a lot more of the, uh, editing and making these videos of, um, of playing Zach Sekiro. 
Oh, I saw some of your uh, TikToks, I believe. Yeah, I basically, I'm boss fighting and cutting them up. Uh, it's all linear. I maybe put a filter on just to make it pop a little bit, but it's like um, just these videos of me like uh, showing how well I do with the bosses because I don't show my failures, obviously. Um, that's ridiculous. Although I could do a compilation of like me fucking up and dying every time. Well, funny. you should do the funny ones, yes. Um, the funny ones. I mean, I don't die funny. There's nothing funny about that game. <laughs> well, no, no, I know, but like the ones like I almost, I almost got them here. A lie. This is my seventh time in a row dying. You know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, okay. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm on my replay right now. Actually, I just beat you, the game. You know what's so funny I, is I could beat every. A horrible boss too. So. Uh, bosses for me are always like you do great in the beginning and then you fail thirty six times just to do good like you did the first time one more mm. time and then mm-hmm. you continue to fail and then it, it finally clicks and you're just like there it goes. Yeah, once it clicks, it yeah, you're not too far off there. So I've been doing that lately. I have a whole uh, at least a five more on on the on the docket ready edited ready to go um i just don't release them only one sitting i just you know every five four days or something um string that along um yeah and and then and then you know like i said like legos and stuff like that i've been um i've been kind of chilling a lot more um i did finish the bosch legacy um did you it was fun, yeah. It was good. It was just uh, just a great background show of Bosch, you know, because it's yeah. the same, really. It's just like it, it doesn't have a batch. I don't. It feel is. Like it's it's just also. I don't know. Like I said, I just couldn't. I don't know. The commercials yeah. got me off. I get that too. I did background to a lot. Like I would edit this show, for example, while I was watching. You know, like so. It's not like I was staring at it or whatever. I'll play XCOM while I'm watching. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I could do it. Um. Anyway, we're going to move into some recent discoveries. Everyone's seen some things. Uh, I'm really curious about these two, Luke. So once you start us off, what have you seen lately? I don't know why, but he's muted. Because he's an idiot and he muted himself in the app. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yes. Day. I went to go see Sisu. Who saw Sisu? Did you see Sisu? I hate you so much. Uh, it's a looks like a Finnish movie set in the Finnish Lapland during World War II. Did it look like it wasn't finished? I'm it sorry. Was, can, go ahead, carry on. I hate you. Anyway, it takes place in World War II, and it's about this um, badass soldier who just wants to be in peace and look for gold, who encounters a bunch of Nazis. And right. let's just say there's a lot of action involved. It's awesome. It's a fun movie. Uh, what kind of action are we talking about here? Are we talking about Mad Max action? Are we talking like Glorious Bastards type right, of action? Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, like Overlord action? Like gory over the top? What was that one movie with the. Because the guy with the carrot shoot him up? Like, Why that? gratuitous gore and fun. So what I said. Although, I mean, granted, some parts are kind of like, ooh. Uh, it's like, this, this fucker will just not die. Mm-hmm. He's good. Yeah. And he's got a, quite a reputation, so. Okay. No, it looks like one of those fun movies. Yeah, sure. it does. And it's funny, I was telling Ralph, like, after I saw this movie in theaters, I was like the only person that was there 
probably like 10 people tops, that was probably not Finnish. Because as soon as we got out of the theater, everyone's talking in this weird language. I'm like, oh my God, there's a Finnish population of people here? We're in Chicago. Of course there is. I know. We have it was surprising. Yeah. Sweet home, yeah. Chicago. Which, uh, 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 you know, on, on the subject, what's, which theater did you see it in? I wanted the Rosemont one, and I actually I was surprised they actually had it in like the Dolby. Th- I'm surprised. One. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not surprised that there were Finnish people there now. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Right. Okay. And then to keep keep up with the war movies, mm. I went to go see Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. I think that's the actual title of it. Uh, I, I, it, it is. It to the, isn't it? Is it? Okay, so it says original title Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Yeah, they it's just it to the, Covenant. the Covenant. Yeah. Good. Because people yeah, are like, guess, who the hell's uh, Guy Ritchie? Well, no, I don't think no, it's because no. of that. Um, isn't it? I, I heard, I don't know if it's true, that they didn't want to be confused with the other movie called The Covenant. You know, oh. the 2008 movie? I forget. Okay, yeah, that can make sense. But, like, that's dumb. There's a lot of repeated uh, titles out there. Anyway. Right, yeah. I heard this was a solid action movie, though. But It's a solid it. action movie, yes. It does not have any of, like, the, the guy richiness to it. That's what I want to, you know, like like the stuff you would do in like locks. Wait, competent action is a guy Richie thing. No, <sighs> that's it. I know you meant like the criminal yeah, that, element, yeah, the, the, the swagger, criminals, uh, the swagger, the slide dialogue. You mean that kind of thing, right? That and the yeah, the there's that one thing he always does with like the really cool cameras work and points it at actors. Yeah, no, yes. Definitely that. Direct. Leave the lens cap on. It directs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, solid, uh, good war movie. Nothing outside of the ordinary. That... Let's be a little bit less vague. What the hell is the movie about? Do you recommend this? If you like war movies. Okay. Yeah, but what What war, what are we talking about here? Can you give me some uh, This is it? about the U.S. occupation of, of Afghanistan. Going mm-hmm. against the Taliban, and it's about an interpreter who saves a soldier's life by dragging his ass for like a hundred. Oh, that's miles. this movie. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 trailer, and now he's trying to go back and rescue this interpreter because mm. you know bureaucracy. They should have called it Guy Ritchie's the interpreter. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be the Nicole Kidman movie? Right. Exactly. Um. <laughs> Oh no, that's the international, isn't it? I don't remember. Uh, actually, yeah, you're right. The international, oh. I think. No, it is the interpreter. Nope, nope. You were right the first time. Was it? Which, international which, which is with. International? Uh, it's with Chris Owen. Owen, what's his name? Clive Owen. I don't know. Clive Owen. Clive oh, Owen. Uh, and then Nicole Kidman. Uh, is I like how you're like, what's his name? I think, dude, that's up in your head. It's your head. Yeah. No, it's my head. It's also reality. Um, <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, continue. Cool. Okay. Right, so you so. would recommend it for a war movie? How does it hold up to like something that's? Com- what do you compare it to? I feel I'm just curious. Don't say your mom. Oh my god! Uh, I'm, if I had to watch the Hurt Locker or this, I would probably watch the Hurt Locker. That's that's not a good thing. Um, okay. Is that is uh, that a decent comparison? Do you feel like it's a decent no. comparison? No, no, but it doesn't sound like it is. But I, okay, sure. It's it's uh, better than nothing. Right, I guess. Yeah, sure. All right, I, sure. Yeah. I'll just watch the Hurt Locker over again. That's it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm not trying to drag on you. I'm just. I was just curious. I'm curious because I I like watching movies like this, but I also feel very disappointed in a lot of the old movies, a lot of these type of movies. I feel like they're like that's why I didn't want to see it. Starts yeah. off great and then just can't finish properly or whatever the case is. You know, it's just a lot of it, a lot of issues. But yeah, like Lone Survivor, for example, you know, stuff like that. 
Yeah, it does. That's that why I didn't, I like. I like a lot of things in Lone Survivor, but I also don't like the movie. <laughs> like, just, I never saw it, but I know. I kind of feel like I know what's what to expect, and I don't want to see it. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Let's just like that. That's what I was asking. Right. Well, it um, mattered. Yeah, two and a half stars. That's what I rated it. Okay. Yeah, so but to you, better. that's like a fail because you we put everything three stars. No. You, we just talked about this last show. You don't remember? I remember. I also just remember. Remember? Um, uh, you know? Uh, no, no. Wait, hold on, hold on. So, what it looks like to me, and here's the difference. I'm, I'm guessing based on what little I know, because I haven't seen both. I haven't seen Lone Survivor or The Covenant. <laughs> okay. Is that Lone Survivor is pro-military, pro-government. The Covenant is pro-military, anti-government. Am I right? No. It's I'm it's not. just it annoys him that this he's not able to get like visas for this guy. What did like, you say? Eh, it's, it's not really that anti-government. I'm not saying it is like I'm not saying it's protesting against anything. I'm just saying. Alright, whatever. Alright, let's move on. This is clearly taking too long. Uh that's it for you. So Raf, what do you have? Uh well after muting you guys in the last episode. Because you guys were talking about Suzumi. Oh, you didn't um, want to get spoiled. Is that yeah, I muted you guys 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I would and then you guys kept talking, and then I was like, Jesus Christ, when is this over? And then I unmuted you guys, and you guys kept talking. It well, that's a good movie. What do you want from us? Right, exactly. Yeah. So um, I don't know what you guys said, because I didn't hear you guys. Hmm. So I saw Suzume. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it, I thought I like, uh, obviously, the visuals. The, 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 the visuals. It's a good movie. Um, I also I like how it traverses a lot of Japan. I like how it traverses a lot of things. Um, I the myst the, the mystical is not the right word. The supernatural um thing in this movie mm-hmm. um is um is actually really cool to see, and um and how uh how it's portrayed. Um, it does it does take a little bit long, but nothing nothing too crazy because you're just like. Are we just doing this? And hey, the movie almost makes fun of itself doing it too. Um, so that was actually kind of fun to watch as well. And then it does like the most very Japanese. I mean, I love how <laughs> you know it's like a Japanese movie without watching it in Japanese, which I totally did, of course. But just from um, like the things that they do and how they talk to each other and how they um, show respect or how they have to show gratitude and everything like that throughout the whole movie. And it's just, it's just really funny. It's just like the culture. Um, it's really cool to see that as well as they're traversing all of or a good portion of Japan. Um, so yeah, it's really I, I liked it a lot. It looks great. I took my wife to see this movie also. It's her first uh, Wakoda Shinkai movie, so because she's usually and I tried to get her to watch it when it came out, and she was like, "Nah, like hard no, like like kind of like how I just said no." Like that, very condescending now. Mm-hmm. Like you watch your dumb anime shit, and then she left the movie and going like, "Wow, that was uh, that was good. It was really good. Like I liked it. I had fun. I you know, and I was like, or fun in a whatever you can have fun way. Um, and uh, yeah, and then she kind of looked at me like I didn't think you kind of liked watching stuff like that on your own, and I was like, yeah, I would one hundred percent watch this. Like, and that's what I was gonna do today, but then you tagged along, so. Here we are. <laughs> like after you told me the week before that you didn't want to go, and now I feel like what the hell, you know? But whatever. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, it was fun. It was a fun movie. Um, kind of feels I'm like not, a video game, by the way. This could be a great video game. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like um, I just don't want to rank it. I mean, you don't have to tell us the rank either, even if you did. Yeah. Um, that works. You liked it. Is she going to see the other ones? Are you going to try to see if she w- is interested in nah, seeing I don't force ones? her into anything. We'll see. I'll bring it up to her, but that's up to her. Okay. Yeah, I won't push her. Other than that, really, I haven't been watching anything else unless you guys want to talk about my Korean drama. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> How's uh, Pyongyang doing? No, that's the other show. Oh, okay. I finished that one already. The North Korean one? Mm-hmm. Mm. They make shows? Well, they come to South Korea then make a show about them. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, uh, that's what I've been watching. I've seen a couple things here. More, four things, I think. Um, one, I saw a movie on Shudder. Horror movie. Uh, I feel like something horror, and I feel like something new. So I saw a movie called The Conspiracy from 2012. It's a mockumentary. Here's a description. A documentary about conspiracy theories takes a horrific turn after the filmmakers uncover an ancient and dangerous secret society. So they're making a documentary about, you know, conspiracy shit, particularly this one guy who believes in a lot of conspiracy theories, big big, uh, element online, things like that. And they actually stumble onto a real conspiracy that involves a secret society and shit starts going down, right? And it is documentary, so it is very... I don't say paint by numbers necessarily, but it's like that. Like there's the the reveal and from the reveal, some mysterious things happen. Like their uh, interviewee, the main one um, goes missing. Right. And then one of them, one of there's two documentaries in the movie, one of them becomes heavily involved in finding out the truth. And he starts, you know, yarn spinning like a crazy kook also and uncovers the one thing and it leads to an ending. Um, I would say it's like, a normal two and a half to three kind of regular film. Um, I wouldn't uh, cry anything home about, but I do like that you can almost trick someone into watching this movie in kind of in a believable way. It's almost believable, but it's still a little too dramatic for me. But um, yeah, it was a fine movie. It was a fine movie. No, nothing to cry home about. But I saw it and it, it wasn't unenjoyable. So yeah, that's the conspiracy. <laughs> uh, next up here, a, a I saw expl- describe it right. I saw Ghosted. Anyone heard of this movie? I think I did. Yeah, it's that's on, the one that just is this got, the, right? like on Apple TV or something? Apple or? TV Plus. That's right. It stars uh, Chris is Evans this, and Anna de Armas. Is so that why you? Know. Now I know why you yeah. saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I wanted to watch it for the same reason. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. And I, I've been hearing yeah, not Kevin's. so. I've been hearing not so great things, but by all means. I have something really positive about this movie, but let me read this movie. <laughs> it ended. No, no. <laughs> Cole falls head over heels for enigmatic Sadie, but then makes a shocking discovery that she's a secret agent. Before they can decide on a second date, Cole and Sadie are swept away on an international adventure to save the world. Um, have you guys seen uh, Night and Day? Night with K? I fucking no. knew you were going to say that one. I fucking knew it. I haven't you, seen where it. Where am I going with this? Let's see, let's see if Rob can figure it. Where am I going? I haven't seen the movie. Night and day? No, I haven't seen Night and Day. Yeah, but you know you know what I'm doing, right? Or I don't know. Do you not know what I'm doing? Maybe you don't know. Do do I know what you're going with? They yes. just did a version, a shot for shot version of this movie? No, not a shot for shot. It is well, the both the same very pro- similar the same premise, plots. Right? Like basically if they came well, out the, the same year, this would be a Tom- great twin film. Twin right, 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 right. The difference yeah. is Tom Cruise is the male lead in it and he's the he's the spy, right? Yes, and then Cameron Diaz is the the regular the non spy, yeah. The non spy. The non spy. 
Um, yeah, so so there are. Th- I, I think there's at least there's there's two for sure that I can think of. There's another one though that I think we talked about already. I don't remember. It's it's I'm not remembering right now. But there's like at least three movies this year that are doing this uh, gender bending thing on a trope. Okay, Ghosted is one of these. Mm. Ghosted is and and I mentioned Night and Day, but there are other movies like that. I think uh, what's the guy um, from the Olympus Has Fallen and those movies? What's his name again? Uh, Gerard Butler. He has a movie like that too, where like him and Jennifer like... Aniston are swapped in the same way. That's swapped. I think, swapped, I think but, like, I've seen that one. No, but like he's the agent and she's like the regular or something. Yeah, yeah. Let me um, look it up. There's one. a bunch of movies like this, and I'm not saying Ghosted is the very first of its kind. It might be. But this is an action uh, comedy romance movie where the the things are, are flipped. The Chris Evans, who is obviously the, an action superstar, as we all know from Captain America, um, the he is hunter. the regular. He's the reg. Yeah, the bounty hunter thing. He's the regular guy. He is the he's the guy that is head over heels. He is the guy who is the shy I mean, one. He is the guy that's the that's the nerd. He's the guy that has to woo her, which is always true anyway. But, um, and Donna de Armas I, is the badass that doesn't give a shit about him and doesn't want to connect with anyone. Does not use her heart as anything, but it's mm. like a stupid thing that pumps blood. And um, and it's like a, a flip. And there are movies coming out this year that are doing this. I'm thinking primarily of the one with Jennifer Lawrence coming out, where she has to seduce a nerdy kid. Because oh yeah! Parents hire her, right? That's like a reverse right there of a Matthew McConaughey movie. If, if I've never seen one before, you know. Oh yeah. And um, and it's been fascinating watching it. Now this movie is not dog shit, but it's not great either. Um, it was okay. Some of the action was okay. Adrian Brody is the main bad guy. Whatever. Adrian Brody's um, in it. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Man, he really needs money. No, I think he's been enjoying joke, himself being a bad guy. Um, well, maybe he needs money. Who knows? Um, cocaine's a hell of a drug. And um, words out of my mouth. <laughs> like I don't know you for twenty years. Um, yeah, and I, like I said, this movie is—it's uh, like a good family fun kind of movie, and it's—I uh, think it has its moments in the action stuff. Nothing to cry home about, though. But it's fun. It's that's dependable action. You know what I'm saying? But it's not bad. It's not great. And uh, the dialogue hat works half the time. I would say they're me cute or for or whatever. It was probably the best you know kind of romance scene. Um. Yeah, uh, but also uh, kind of a mid movie. Like I wouldn't have a much more to say already. You know, um, that's yeah. Apple TV, right? That's Apple TV Plus. Yes, and of course, I know the Armas is amazingly charming. Um, of course, but that's it. Yeah, that's the last <laughs> the, the real, and it, <laughs> the, the, the reason I pressed play on it, and then I found out what it was, and I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing this. I mean, that's cool. I have no qualms on this at all. Um. Anyway, so yeah, check it out if you're interested um, in her, I mean, in the movie. Anyway, we're going to move on here to a documentary, a real one that I saw called The Janes. came out last year. Have you, has anyone heard of this movie? No. Luke? Yes. Police. Yeah, Shut police. Up. I haven't arrest- watched it. I know of it. I, he didn't say watch it. He said heard of it. I, I did say that. Hold on. Police arrested seven women who were part of a clandestine network. Using code names, blindfolds, and safe houses, they built an underground service for women seeking safe, affordable, illegal abortions, calling themselves Jane. And that's what the movie's about. It's about following this uh, people, I think, out of Chicago. It's out of Chicago. Oh, really? I believe. Wait, did I, did I get that wrong? 
Chicago or New York? Man, well, that's so, a big difference. It is a big difference. I want to say the Chicago. first or the second city. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. No, I gotta give him that one. That's good. I like no, that. yeah. Um, we let him go. It's it. on HBO Max uh, or Max, and um, it is a solid documentary. It's a uh, bad timing coming out last year, or great timing actually it might be considered great timing, considering our our our, our um, <laughs> political state, political yeah stasis. Yeah, it's fucked up um, because it is just about it is about that right before. Uh, Roe v. Wade. It's right before the it becomes law. Oh, really? And it talks and like a few years before. I mean, leading up to it, and and they interview the because uh, mostly all of them are alive. I think all but one. I think and there's and uh, they have all these great interviews and a lot of pictures. They did. They showed the everything. It's not like a details heavy documentary. It's not about the details necessarily. It's more about the setting and the world and the the people they helped and specifically how they helped them. And then when they get into the nitty gritty and how they did it, like all these note cards and every time they answer the phone, they would wait for the Jane response, right? Like I'm looking for Jane. Is Jane there? You know, that's how they do it. Um, and then they would respond to them. And then they also talk about like other ways, like the mob was doing a lot of illegal abortions, but at a much higher quality and a much higher cost with a mixed match of quality in them, you know? And like, um, it's amazing. Like, and then how the, how the church was doing and how they came in after they, they did a service where they came in right before to like being able to do abortions for people. Cause New York was the first to actually allow it or something like that. Like it used to be allowed, uh, overseas and the church will pay or like help you pay for that flight or whatever to go overseas to do them. Like you pay some of it or maybe all of it and they do it for you. Or and then New York did it first, where like, oh yeah, you can do it here, and then from there it became federal, um, and it just follows all that stuff. And politically speaking, they talk about the Black Panthers and all these other groups that they try to go to before becoming the Janes, and it's a really interesting, fascinating chapter, a little look into uh, American history, and it's great. It feels like you're, it's like you're getting a, a great footnotes of a lot of different kind of books of the '60s, uh, especially late '60s. Um, in America, and it works really well. And I, I did just just Chicago, yes. And um, yeah, so I highly recommend it. It's it's not I don't want to say entertaining in a in a whatever way, but it's uh, very fascinating to watch. Um, and yeah, it is serious and it's you know fucked up. They don't show any fucked up things though. Um, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they keep it clean in that sense. Um, but yeah, they talk about some definitely like a lot of the doctors and all like the, who they get to do it, and uh, some of them were arrested and how they. It's really interesting stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, check it out. The Janes on HBO Max. How, out, what, an hour and a half. Uh, let me double check. Hour forty one. Either way, not that long. Yeah. Okay. Um, last but not least, certainly. Jesus, not, did you fucking just not watch anything? Did I not watch anything? That's, yeah. What do you mean? I saw four movies. Is that too much for you? I mean, huh? yeah, I saw one. Yeah, well, that's you. Anyway, I saw Evil Dead Rise. Wow. The well, movie I wish Luke picked um, for our review today. Me too. I might still pick this for a future one. I don't care. I think Especially I'm if I'm, so. if I'm stuck. No, if I'm stuck again, I'm going to pick this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of, of uh, flesh-possessing demons thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Written and directed by Lee Cronin. Um, 
Yeah, this is uh, uh, a sort of not not a real one, guys, but a sort of sequel, a spiritual sequel to the remake that came out in 2010, 2012, something like that. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because you know, the Evil Dead came out. You know, it was uh, remade, right? You guys know about that remade, did, yeah. not with Sam Raimi. It was uh, Fidi Alvarez, and obviously, it's based on the original trilogy, right? Sam Evil Raimi's Dead. alter, alter, yeah. I yeah. don't think I've ever watched any of the Evil Dead. All right, so That's, just go ahead and mute yourself. Yeah. No, no, I would say, well, the great thing Sorry. about this movie, the great thing about all the movies, actually, Roth, and I, I don't know if you agree with me on this, except for, like, except for Armor of Darkness, they can all be watched at any mm-hmm. order. Yeah, you can. Yeah. They're all single stories. I agree. Well, I haven't seen the remake, but yeah. I, I, well, the I, remake, you mean the 2012 one? Yeah. Oh, you didn't see that? I recommend it. It's, it's, but it's hardcore, though. They kind of went in a different direction. Now it's a serious hard R horror with some funny stuff in it, where the yeah. original Evil Dead is a lot more funnier. And slapstick and goofball, right? If you right, right, right. So it's still horrifying some of that stuff, sure, but it's not trying to scare you. You know, these right. movies are. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Evil Dead Rise is like better even than the last one, and I would say it's better than the last one because the horror and the hard hardness, you know, the gore, the blood, so much blood in this movie. Um, that is in the movie is not only well earned and well established and made and shot well and all that, but it is. Uh, it's the added bonus compared to all the other movies is that they have actually good character development because none of them have a good plot or it's just survival of the night, just survive the night. And that's it. Right. And yeah. no, and no one knows anything about these characters. No one gives a shit. This one, it does give a shit. And, and that's like the markings of a great horror right there, because you, the more you give a shit about the characters, the more you sucks when they die or they're in peril. Right. This movie has that in spades and it does not shy away and it will fuck you up. It does not like immediately go in the direction you think it will. Um. So yeah, I recommend it a lot. This is like a real high favorite for my, for me. Yeah, my favorite I, horror movie year so I, far. I have a friend who told me who watches movies just kind of like we do. She just mm-hmm. loves movies, and her and her husband, and they go all the time and everything. And I was like, she thinks, "Have you seen Evil Dead Rises?" And I was like, "No, I haven't." How was it? She was like, "Well, I was scared," and I kept pinching my husband the whole time because I was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "But do you recommend it?" She was like, "Yeah, I was good." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, but it's a little bit like." Like she was like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it was a little bit, uh, kind of much for me. And yeah, I was like, I can't, see, like, I can see it. There's eye horror. There's like vomiting horror. There is like yeah, that's what she was all saying. sorts she of. She was like, she was like, it was just a little bit too much. Like I'm not in my opinion. No, but I she was like, I don't really. I tend to shy away from horror movies. I don't hate yeah. them, but my my husband loves them. So it made me tr- it made me squeal away at one point. Like oh my god! Like they actually made me. You know how rare that is? It's really rare. It is Wait, rare. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. I recommend it. Um, I will find any excuse to review this movie. So, cool. um, on the show. So that's Evil Dead Rise, and that is what we've been watching our recent discovery. So we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna review our first movie of the evening, which is picked by Luke called "Bo Is Afraid." Stay with us. I'll- Following the sudden death of his mother, a mild-mannered but anxiety-ridden man confronts his darkest fears as he embarks on an epic Kafka-esque odyssey back home. Bo is Afraid by Ari Aster, starring Mm -hmm. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) This is a movie of... All right. Uh, Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) 
what are your first impressions about this? What the fuck movie? is going on? It's like your first time. Um, my opinion on this movie is that I didn't like it. Um, I didn't. This is my first Ari Aster film that I did not enjoy. Um, and I'm starting to think it's definitely a the direction he was going with. Like this is the the least. Uh, there's barely any plot. For example, there's um. There's a lot of uh, uh, things in this movie that are never meant to be taken literally. I, should, I would argue maybe 90% of the movie should not be taken literally. Um, uh, or way more should be, and I'm just overestimating, you know? Um, this movie is designed to make you feel a certain way. And that journey of making us feel that way without, without any more to it now, arguably, this is where it gets into like it definitely you know depends on the person they could see different things, right? But like, without a lot more to it than than that, and for me, I only saw that, and I couldn't get past it, and I couldn't get past like I couldn't like nothing popped at me. I didn't see uh, layers upon layers kind of thing. I didn't like I said, there's no plot, so I couldn't like hang on to that either. Which I enjoy a great plot, you know, it, it anchors the whole thing in movies. Um, and uh, the end result, where like it was leading to, like when when, when it's all figured out, so to speak, his mental state, um, is that I found it like it ended like should have ended like forty minutes before, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, that's me. It's a nearly three-hour movie. Um, it did feel three hours long, and honestly, knowing Ariasa because he did such a great job, I think, in his last two movies, uh, he's a still a great filmmaker. He's doing something here. I just didn't agree with what he was doing. And if there was more to it, I didn't see that because of how much I didn't, wasn't like enjoying it. Um, because he does horror movies and this is his least horror movie in a way. Like I wouldn't call it a horror movie, but it is meant to like put you in the mindset of someone that constantly sees horrifying things and, and senses horrifying things and is horrified all the time. So in a way it is horror still. Um, I just didn't enjoy this journey whatsoever, even on that level. Um, and again, that could have been part of the point, in which case I just didn't, that wasn't for me. That's what I think. Okay, so I'm not the only one, because I didn't understand this movie. Like, I wasn't sure what the hell was going on, if it was real, or it was just figments of his imagination, or it was just all over the place for me. And I don't think I've seen any of um, Ari Esther's movie before. What? you never seen yeah, Hereditary? Hereditary? No. Midsummer? No. Well, those are much better than this. <laughs> okay. So, like, I think anyway. I yeah, I just felt lost. Like, like, am I not getting it, or is this some overwhelming theme that I was just not privy to? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Rough. Um. Yeah. Uh, I can see what you guys are saying. I 100% agree that it's uh, it overstays its welcome towards the end. I think it's um I think the way it starts off is really strong in my opinion. Um, I think the movie actually starts off really strong. Um, what it's trying to do, and it's trying to lead you to this thing. Um, well, the thing is, the problem is the movie. It doesn't. I don't think it knows what it wants to do. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of issues that or it doesn't know how to portray, how to display that properly for me. Um, and I'm sure this maybe it felt like that way for you guys. Um, but it also like, um, yeah, the horror aspect of this movie is basically him being like in afraid of everything, right. Or living this Mm -hmm. fear 
and stuff like that. I can see that being horror, and it actually kind of is off-putting after a while. Um, you kind of are in it, okay? At least I was, right? Um, I'm explaining my, my my viewing for at least the first hour, maybe hour and a half, and um, and you're just like, okay. Um, and there's a lot of stuff, and it's just like it is a, it is the issue where you don't know. Um, what's going on or what's real or what's not because you're trying to make and i just feel like the i feel you're trying to make sense of it and you're and i feel like you around the especially around like the two hour mark i feel like i'm there and i feel like okay i think i know what's what right and i just don't and then they're like the movie throws something at me and you're like are you though do you and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I don't like, and, and, and sad to say, right? Because I think the movie does a lot of really good things um, of like trying to portray this person with this crazy anxiety, and um, I, I don't know what over else he's got. Um, and it's just, yeah, I, I think the movie. There's like some really, like really cool things that he's talking about that he's trying to show. Um, and I like I like it for that because it's so out there, you know, and the way it has to be portrayed. Um, but at the same time, it just doesn't like there's a, a lot of it just doesn't land. And like I said, it just really does overstay its welcome. Um, but I don't know how to like tighten it either. It was really weird, you know. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it's hard it's hard to say I liked it because I, I just left more confused than what I walked into. To be honest with you. Yeah. So, um, so this movie has like three different parts to it, uh, uh, and so all one giant part really, but three different parts like uh, locations, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. It's uh, well, no, actually four. Sorry, I lied. Four. My bad. So. Four. <clears throat> um, and the first part is my favorite part, mainly. I mean, uh, maybe this is what Rob was saying a little bit, mainly because uh, at that time I didn't know where this movie was going to go. It was kind of all new, and I was trying to figure it out. I don't know what kind of world we're in. Yeah. Um, and it was the most, uh, both fun and in a way, uh, all the horrifying bits, in my opinion, were in that first part. Because uh, he lives in the worst neighborhood on the planet. Uh, <laughs> I think he lives well, in, the, in, the, in the city from Seven. But just, it actually, just isn't that's raining really yet. Good, it isn't raining yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but there's boxes everywhere. And you're right. like, what's in the box? Dude. <laughs> They all have right. a head in it. All great well, pattern. Right. Well, you know, I the the first scene alone when he's and it's not really spoiling anything, but when he's just running to his apartment, dude, and that guy to, talks dude, like, like I'm I talking about dude. that is full on like sprint, like that is like I am. Try- I'm gonna beat Usain Bolt. Like I <laughs> yeah. have to go that fast. Usain who? Yeah. Usain Bo. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that I've seen that sk- a skit in a like a, in a funny kind of comedy way. Maybe a British skit or something where that scene where he's like he's about to leave to the airport to go see his mother, right? Visit his mom. Um, he's taking the luggage out. He forgets something. He goes back in super fast, and when he comes back out, his luggage is gone, gone. <laughs> he's, a he's a gone. Oh. You so, know, everything's gone. Like, <laughs> like it is so funny. That scene is so funny. I don't know if we are supposed to think it's funny. I don't know. That's the that either. Is, that's I, my thing. That, also, I, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, See, what I, I want to know, like, did that actually happen? Did someone actually steal it, or is it just figments of his imagination? Well, if or we're anxiety? in his head the entire time, and in a way, like, uh, I'm not saying it's manifesting reality. I'm not going to say that. This movie's not about like that kind of supernaturalness. But um, <laughs> since we're in his head the entire time, and that is the mo- like that's the feeling we're supposed to get. 
it is as real as he thinks it is. Right. I mean, if I, it's on, if we're in his head, then it's as real as it says. You know, yeah, like we have to kind of take it. A lot of the things that I took from this is every time he has these parts, every time he has these um, these moments where we're like, how, like this this ridiculousness, right? Especially of like the keys and just like how did that that happen? There's this moment of like, it's all self sabotage, and we never see that because he doesn't let us see it. He completely erases that part from himself, and he just can't see that. That's how that's how I ended up taking the movie, and everything mm-hmm. he does every time he tries to do better, every time he's, yeah. he's explaining to his mom about like, well, I can't make it because I don't have my keys. And again, this is the beginning of the movie, but like, and you know, and even though he doesn't want to have that conversation, at least he has the excuse of everything that happened and everything that you know what I'm saying, like. And that's how I always took it. Um, yeah, well, well you, I think you're getting close to the point of the movie. I think, right? And I, I think I am, right? And I think that's where I, that's where I took. But yeah. again, it's just like it's so much, though. That's that's the reality of it. It's so hard to keep up with. Yeah. Well, I would say that that's where I kind of uh, the failing of this movie is that I feel like that the whole city part of his apartment, the whole apartment thing, before he is whisked away and, and an, not an ambulance but a van. Um, <laughs> Uh, that cop thing, though. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it reminded me when Rick and Morty, in, in an episode of Rick and Morty, when uh, Morty is having multiple lives, he fucks up, and then he redoes it again to be experienced it differently. He would, like, he runs to a cop, and the cop is like, oh, my God, suicide, my cop. He's so excited. He shoots him. <laughs> 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 and like uh, this, that reminds me that scene just much longer. And, um, and, the, and the cop, the cop is missing the the horrendous crime down the street of a guy chewing people, <laughs> stabbing them. It's, yeah, it's it's a phenomenal. That's a phenomenal scene. I'm it like, is a no. Yeah, that's why I was just like independently. These are awesome scenes. Yeah, they really are. Uh, They're awesome. They're and I, I'll, cool. say, I'll say something right now. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix knocks it out of the park. Man. Oh yes, he's yeah. Uh, well, we all know that. That's a, that, yeah. sadly right. We all know yeah. that. But it's almost taken. It's almost like the Kate taken Blanchett of uh, male actors. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Luke? It seems like that. That was like that bothered me. Like is. Like the, like the the crime in the background, guy getting his fucking face chewed off. Like was was that just a part of his imagination? I assume so. I, I, I assume. Really, no, what I assume is that he read some headline of someone doing that out there. Right. And he that's assumes it's right there. It's right there. It's right there. Watch. In reality, he like lives point. in like a really nice neighborhood. Yes. He just, he just probably. Assumes. Well, there there's yeah. there's something that and yeah. there's, there's actually a call back. I don't know if it's a spoilers, but. There's something in there's something later a visual of his apartment complex. Yes, later in the movie, I'm sure I don't know if you guys caught that, right? No, I, I, I saw I, that. Yes, I missed it. Yeah, it's at the the towards, towards the very end. Yeah. You could describe it. Go ahead. It's not oh, so his apartment complex. It is. It's a very nice apartment complex. Oh, is it a, a picture of it? Yes, it's a picture yep. of it. Right. The 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 only thing that's still standing there is uh, the the uh, what's it called the porn store or the nudie store or whatever that's yeah. That's, right. there. that's still there okay. in the actual picture, but everything that's else cool. is supposed to be like, really nice, really clean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no neighborhood could survive that way. I mean, what is this? I mean, not no neighborhood can survive that way, but you know what I mean. It's, it's not, like New York, like in the 70s. So like, they demolish his house bad. right away. They immediately get into his house right away. 
and <laughs> so wide away. It's just so funny though. Like, I did laugh a lot. I laughed I, a lot. I, we did. We did. We all did. Our our audience laughed. Here's the thing. You know? Okay, so your audience laughed. My audience didn't. I felt like a maniac. No, 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 no. Our audience laughing audience, when nobody else was laughing. Our audience, our audience did laugh in the beginning. We were there together. Mm. Dummy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how our, our audience laughed at some point, but no, I did laugh at moments where I was like, "Oh, no one's laughing." <laughs> I did because I was just like, yeah. "That's funny," and I was like, "Oh, you guys, you guys don't see this. Like, this is funny." I go, "Obviously, my comedy is way darker than yours." No, I think I think the movie was working for them, and it wasn't for us. I think the fact that we're <laughs> laughing so much. I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, it has the comedy, drama, horror thing on it. I think it's supposed to be a little bit of everything. I think I was like the only person in my theater, so nobody was laughing because I was just like, "Huh." <laughs> Am I supposed to take this serious? Is this a joke? What is going on? Yeah. You were the only one in your theater? I pretty much, I think. Okay. <sighs> Just the ghosts? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about those kids. I think they were laughing at everything. They were they were laughing at parts that wasn't funny. They were probably I high. didn't count them. I didn't count them. Because Rafa and I saw us at the music box. Oh um, yeah. makes sense. There was these like annoying children. I bad children, I mean like twenty somethings, but what <laughs> they're children to me. Right. Um anyway. Uh okay. Um Yeah, so and the uh and then there's a second part where like he gets shot or bitten and stabbed or whatever and he gets uh he gets run over by this uh, this woman and she like feels bad and takes him in and there's a whole part with that and I swear to God, if that daughter isn't full of fucking laughs and annoyances <laughs> I don't know what is because her reactions to everything was so extreme. <laughs> it really was. It was so over the top that I couldn't not laugh. Yeah, it it was it was hard. Especially I, I gotta, how she commits, uh, <laughs> how she drinks something. Let's say it. Oh yes. I mean, come on. And I would say they blame him, and uh, and it goes from there. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I don't. We should get into spoilers because I think the point of the movie it comes at the end, of course, or in the fourth place he goes to. But anything else we want to say before that? No, 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 no. I think we should get into spoilers. I mean, I understand the it, point, this, but Hokey Phoenix has to does act the shit out of it. So yes, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a, a good for that. Uh, um, all right, so let's get into spoilers for Bo is Afraid, starting right now. Okay. Nathan so the Lane is part, everything, by the way. Huh? Nathan Lane is everything. Uh, he is in. He's a father figure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised to see him. I was very surprised to see him, and I just I felt like I felt like a warm blanket. Yeah, I can see that. Anyways, I think this movie. I think, uh, and this is just my opinion. Uh, obviously, they're all my opinion, but um, I think Ari Aster got was too involved. And in love with the idea of having an entire movie where its entire runtime is through uh, a very, I don't want to say sick man, but let's say a very per- a traumatized, very traumatized, anxiety-driven individual, right? And and I think having that kind of strict nature, it fucks, it fucks up the movie because I think if we had moments, if not entire scenes or in one entire area of the movie... Um, devoted to the reality of the situation, giving us a back and forth in that area, I think this movie would have sold a lot more cleaner, a lot better, a lot, a lot better. I think this movie would have been a dream. 
and I could have been hailing it as the third awesome Ari Aster movie I've seen. You know what I mean? And I think it needed some of that. Um, and I'm not saying to spell out everything because, again, this movie's over the top. It spells it out really over the top with a hammer. But, like, you know, being shorter and having that back and forth of reality and bow is was dire and I think necessary. It needed it. And I don't know, I don't know how else to really explain what the problem with this movie is other than that. Because yeah. it's clearly that this guy has mother issues mm-hmm. and that's what he goes to confront. That he fails at doing, by the way, 100%. Completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I wish he didn't, so I would have some kind of resolution, but he doesn't. Yeah, that is um, the, the, the... I feel, especially once we're in the forest, it's... it's the forest was more about the father, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, it's once mm-hmm. we're in the forest, a lot of it is also just like... It, that's where it starts, I mean, the downfall of, of overstaying its welcome with the whole, like, I just... You need something else, right? You need that... You need that explanation. You need that um, that back and mm-hmm. forth, like you're saying. Yeah. Um, that is that is, like, that is at least for me. At least like for the me, entire forest area is the one time, the one part of the movie where I think the entire every person he meets is made up. <laughs> where like everyone else, like I, maybe this person exists, maybe someone is taking care of him, maybe the daughter doesn't like him being there. I can see all that, not to the extremes that they go. Right. Like, the, the whole room thing, right, or right, the, right. the paint. Yeah, the paint. Oh. And that uh, that ex marine that has clearly you know PTSD or whatever, right? Yeah, that goes chasing him into the forest and shoots himself. Oh my god, so <laughs> Jesus Christ! And kills what, or the whole thing with the, <laughs> the father. He think he was dead because of uh, mm-hmm. intercourse. Yeah, he might right. That whole the- curse he has about intercourse, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Weird, dumb. Um, I can see that as a fear. Again, I'm fine with the movie being that, but like, that was just thrown in halfway through the movie. I felt like, and I don't see. I don't know the po- the point of it, other than adding another weird wrinkle. I don't know what it's doing. Like, I don't know the point. Um, I just don't see it. I think this movie works much more of an installation art or a short story or. Or shorter movie, like I said, and some, and or you know, a uh, different direction kind of thing than what we got, you know. Um, but that mother scene, let's get to the mother stuff because obviously that's the core. I mean, that's you can see why she's the problem, right? I mean, we saw it. I mean, I feel like I felt it in that phone conversation. Oh, the yeah, the the tone, the tone changed immediately. Yeah, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think of the mother? controlling yeah possessive uh, mm-hmm. i mean bad shit emotionally crazy. bargaining and shit yeah emotionally abusive manipulative yep abusive oh, yeah. yes all of the above yeah she really has it all there mm-hmm. and loaded yeah very stupid load i don't even know what she does exactly what is it that they explain it no right <sighs> Just some type oh, of entrepreneur, she right? Like, she seemed like a cult head leader or some kind. I just don't get what. No, I mean, I, I don't think it was what it was. She wasn't a cult leader, but it felt culty. To my funeral, understanding, whatever, whatever. she works and help. She works like in kind of like in real estate ish. I think she has like a group that does buildings and stuff like that, and that's where Bo lives. Bo lives in one of those buildings hmm. that she helped build. That sounds. That's, that's where that's where the picture that we see is of yeah. the building. Yeah, yeah, that's coming back to me now. Yeah, you're right. I think that's right. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, this, I mean, he, the thing is that he is going to therapy. It's just not working. Um, clearly, he needs more. Well, and... it's this, this, this sense of control on this person, on this, on her. What's the actress's name? And I think ultimately is that Patty Lupin. I can, I can see Bo's like as far as uh, his self defenseness, like how he's defending himself from what his mother had done to him as a child is that he leaves and refuses to come back. Yeah. Like he in his mind he'd rather live in that shit right. the shittiest neighborhood on the planet than be <laughs> back at that mansion. Right. right. I, I just love I like mean you I, can see that as a like oh he needs to get out of here kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know and and that that scene right away when he um when he's uh when she's alive. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's like, I fucking knew it. Like, she says, like, I knew you weren't dead, you know, kind of, kind of such situation. Right. Um, and it's, it is that, it is that whole thing. Like she would go to an extreme like that, you know, to do something to make sure he goes to, you know, cause like you even feel it with the lawyer saying like, you're such, you, you're gonna, you're gonna let her live like that or, you know, not even like. Oh my properly. god, that whole thing was just yeah, like, yeah. giving anxiety to get out of there faster. Right, and it is that thing about like he doesn't want to see her because of that. You know, he'd, he'd rather live in that. You're 100 knock it out of the park with that. But that's like a like a really good. I, I, there's like just really good moments. And that's a really good scene to see. You know, like that's like the sense of like as as I portray as I as I take it right is as is um as truth as it can be for what the situation is. I feel like that's yeah. one of those few moments in the movie that you can get. I, I hope it is, but because I really I don't know. But I, it does feel like that, very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Not dream state. You know? Yeah, and uh, what do you think of the mother, Luke? Bad shit crazy, emotionally abusive, and I felt like she was probably... <sighs> Well, like, it seems like the last last scene, the whole Truman Show esque thing that I thought was going on. Yeah, what I wasn't getting to that, but I mean, we can do it now, I guess. What the? What was the? What, what's going on there? It's like a final thing of like I was so done with the movie by then. I was so, so done with that, but I was like, come on, can we just end this movie? It, right? I mean, I it was like essentially that. a trial of like him versus his mother. Essentially, he's trying to defend his actions, mm-hmm. and she's causing him to like you know blaming him for everything and. He has a piss poor attorney defending him. Yeah, I think it, it's um, I, I feel like a lot of us, not a lot of us, but like a lot of people, right? Um, that's why I meant by us, have a similar relationship like this with their mother, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, right? Nothing maybe as crazy or as extravagant as this, right? Because not all of us are rich. And get to do all these kinds of crazy things, right? But it is as much as you mean, like, like stage this, funeral. Yeah, right. this uh, it is this guilt, this this guilt of your mother, or even little jabs. And I think I've gotten it from my mom as well, where it's just like something as and as something as like making like just laying this on you in in a simple two sentence thing, you know, of like how could you how could you not be there for us and saying it in a jovial way, you know, it's a weird way. Right. And like how, how being disappointed in you, but at the same time, like telling you in a non, this way of making you feel bad, but not sounding like she's saying that 
you know? And I think that a lot of us, especially um, current people in our age, right? Um, um, millennials, I would say this is the word I was looking for, that are feeling like that, um, that feel like that with those, um, what's it called, that have parents like that, that they just kind of give you that, like, that thing of like, well, I expect those things of you, you know, from your family and all these things. Um, or I, um, what's it called? Uh, I am this controlling and I need to show you in, a, in this way, in a loving, and I, I do air quotes, right? Loving way, but it's really this manipulative thing. Um, and I think everyone gets it. All our parents do it to us. Even as parents, as a parent, I've, I try not to do that. But, you know, you can see something of like, well, how could you make me feel this way and make your kid feel guilt and stuff like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I all mean, is that enough? Things. Is that enough to make a movie entirely made out of it? Like, is that enough for people? Well, like, it's showing this person. I mean, that's, that's the problem, right? That's mm-hmm. the problem with the, is that is it this? Are we watching a real moment of this just, just dramatization of this person? It's a mix of both, right? Because they even have it at this this last, uh, like uh, like Luke said, this, this Truman-esque thing, this trial, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> the trial that is going, it's like he never really kind of lives up to the responsibility, very much so, right? But at the same time, she's not living up to the responsibility, the damage that he's done, that she's done to him as well, right? right? And that's the reality of it. They're very similar to the point that they're kind of just the same person almost, right? Uh, they're both fucked up. Just one is just got fucked up by that person and isn't as strong to, you know, didn't have to deal with it, even though the way that her, she dealt with it, she just blocked it all off, right? As she's explained her whole life. There's that, there's a lot of things going on in the end that I wish, I like I said, just sadly I was over it. Like I think you guys are kind of feel like the same way, was over it. That it's just like, by the time we get there, I was just like, man, like I want to care, but man, it's just like, you guys should have done this a little bit, a little, a little while ago. Yeah. Um, and it's just and it's just sad because I think it they're saying a lot and I almost want to watch this movie again maybe not this year because it's three hours but like it's just like I, I it's one of those things where I feel like there's a lot going on in this movie and it just to be able to take it in it does it needs another watch but it's it's a hard watch it was a hard first watch and I think it'll be a harder second watch too also so yeah yeah yeah. But it's saying a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in this movie. There's a lot of things that are just even in commonplace. I think it's saying a lot for a particular subset of people that can maybe somewhat re- relate to it. Yeah. Anyone who does relate to this movie a lot wouldn't watch this movie because they're insane and they need a lot of help. And they're yeah, but I, but I think there's a lot of places where you can relate to things like that. I have a fear yeah. of this things, too. I have a, this. You yeah. know, there's a lot of those things. If there's not. Yeah. Yeah, we're all human. Like you know, he's just the, he's movie, just this it, this this person of you know all the way up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. saying we have uh, a lot of stuff in not a lot of stuff in common, but we everyone can find something in common with him. Yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. But yeah. I think again, I could see that with a lot of movies too. Mm-hmm. That are no, not no, no. That. Yeah. Right. yeah, that point is that yeah, there's nothing and everything. Um. Unfortunately, I have nothing really much else to add. I didn't like it's just like a weird ending, and it's like a weird sticking point, and I didn't care for it um, at all. And by the time we got to the mother's compound, I was done with the movie. So by the time that ending, I was much more done with the movie. So um, yeah, I just didn't enjoy my experience with this movie at all, and I found no point in it for real. Uh, even when I was struggling to find a point because if the point was just to understand how it feels to be this kind of thing after with this kind of abuse and all this stuff, and it's not enough for me in a movie. It's not enough. 
um, and and it missed a lot of things. It missed a lot of things that needed for me to really anchor something to make this movie worthwhile. Um, Not that it doesn't have its moments, not that it doesn't have its memories, or like some of those movies, some of those uh, scenes are definitely sticking to me for sure for a while. And not that the acting was terrible, not that the direction was terrible, like none of all that's uh, working on a high level. It just uh, kind of reminds me of last year's The Movie Men, where um, it's working on a very similar high level for a point that I didn't care about, and it was too tunnel driven. Mm -hmm. It was too tunnel visioned in its point. Just like this one. I feel like. They're very similar, actually, now that I think about it more. And it came out around the same time, by the way. Um, yeah, men who felt the same way. Like, oh, my God, we get it. Like, <laughs> We're you know, evil. And yeah, we got it. I'll never not see the, the, the guy being born unto himself five times. But, like, what does that say? It doesn't, doesn't mean anything, you know? Um, not much, anyway. So, yeah, I feel very similar to that movie. And, unfortunately, it's kind of a dud. And that's where I'll leave it for me. Anything you guys want to add? Before we uh, cut it, I will never watch another uh, uh, Ari Aster movie. No, you should again. watch his other two movies. They're really fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um, they actually have a thing and a point and a plot. And, you know, and an <laughs> editor? Yeah, uh, that was, I would say this is definitely his longest movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they are over two hours, just not like 2.30 or more. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Um, oh. Anyway. I think that's it for our review of Bo is Afraid. You check it out. still in theaters right now. I don't know for how long. It is kind of an indie movie. Um, but check it out if you wish to do so. If you listen to all this and you just still like you're thinking, that's a movie for me, check it out. Um, anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review your second film of the evening straight from Amazon Prime. It's what, Luke? Judy Bloom forever. Not five ever, forever. Stay oh, with Lord. us. Judy Bloom and the Generations. Uh, uh, <coughs> sorry, go again. Judy Bloom and the generations of readers who have sparked to her work. It will examine her impact on pop culture and the occasional controversies over her frankness uh, about puberty and sex. Amazon Prime's Judy Bloom Forever, starring Judy Bloom. It does. She's still kicking. She's still alive. Yes. All right, I'll go first. Okay. Obviously, it's a documentary about the author, Judy Bloom, who I've never actually read any of her stuff, but I know of it. Mm -hmm. And the controversies of her work, essentially, obviously, with her references to things like masturbation and sex and things of that nature, which back then, I guess, wasn't a really, wasn't a real thing in... uh, in literature for young adults, I guess. I mean, the category probably didn't, didn't even exist. You're right. Yeah, I think you're right. How, yeah. And this was one of the straight up documentary documentary, like nothing special about it. It's kind of what do you mean by line. nothing special about it? Or what like, it was just a, like a very basic documentary. Oh, this is her life. This is her work. This is what oh, I happened. See. Like okay. very nothing else it's it's not avant-garde and shit right like, not nothing spectacular nothing fantastic right. it, it's not about was, layers and layers of something right. or a topic well, when it's, i saw like right. the trailer i thought it was gonna be more about like the the book banning the controversy things of that nature which was this is a good chunk of the documentary but i felt it should have probably stayed there a little bit longer hmm. because of what's going on obviously still in today's escape <laughs> 
So, yeah, her book is on no, it's, it's not on no ban list, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> her book. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, it should be asked, any, has any, I mean, you just said it, Lou, you haven't read any, any of her stuff. Luke, uh, Ralph, have you read any of her, Judy Blooms? I don't think so. <clears throat> I've only read the the one that, the, the one big one of hers, uh, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Which is a, so, apparently a movie now. So, yeah, it's funny how you picked this movie, because you should almost should have picked the, the ones in theaters right now. You should have, yeah. Um, I, um... I almost went to see it. I didn't see it, but I almost did. Um, anyway, interesting how that movie's made now. Sorry, you were saying. No, the gentleman, your opinion? Uh, so, yeah, I kind of feel the same way in the sense, like, as far as the documentary goes. Not that it's bad necessarily to say that it's a movie. It is a character piece of a person that's, um, you know, has uh, had something to say. I guess still has something to say and uh, has done so with her works and that's very popular for these reasons and um, and popular rightfully so, you know, I don't know much about Judy Bloom. I wasn't an American little girl in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I wouldn't have come across any Judy Bloom <laughs> You had fooled. Or had hippie parents to give me these books, you know, also. Think of it that way. Right? Um, and I'm glad I had you fooled because that was my plan. Um, but all that said is that uh, she is a uh, uh, um, Judy Bloom herself is a very warm person, energetic person. Uh, I love kind of kind of digger as a person. Kind of feels like oh, that's someone I can meet, someone you can you can potentially have a conversation with, hang out with, have a coffee with, something like that. I would love to see her bookstore. You know, they have a bookstore that uh, she uh, she works in or a library. I forget. Owns, um, owns yeah, and. Um, but ultimately, and, and, and rightfully so, the, the, fact, the best thing about her is the fact that she wrote these books, and these books are why, are why they're important. It's what it means to the many uh, thousands of people that read them, especially when they came out, if not so today even. Um, they do highlight a certain part of Americana that was never uh, highlighted, and that is important. It's uh, not unlike uh, that documentary I mentioned earlier, The Janes, where like a porn chapter in our history kind of thing. This is similar in the same way that it did, it did touch and inspire a lot of people. It is good to uh, raise awareness for this kind of thing. And I found the movie to be not unimportant entirely at all. It's just like a subject matter of something that I didn't know about. Now I know more. It's great. Um, but nothing I would necessarily seek after or already didn't know because I do. And I did read one of her books. Um, again, not it's neither here nor there. I'm just saying. I, I was familiar with her writing. Um, the best thing about it is that, well, not the best thing, my, my favorite little tidbit about her place in history and literature is that um, uh, Judy Bloom gave uh, these stories about teen romance that did not end up in death. I like that a lot. Uh, they mentioned that in the documentary. Yeah. And they're totally right. A lot of like Wuthering Heights and shit like that. Romeo and Juliet, I know it's much older, but, um, you know, a lot of the famous ones end up in them killing each other or dying in some freak thing or you think of... Uh, those movies from the 2000s uh, that were based on books about like one of them dying of cancer or the other one dying in a car accident, you know what I mean? There's a lot of that shit going around. And she was uh, uh, the queen of not doing that. She was essentially uh, the show, the TV show Big Mouth in literature form back then. You think <laughs> you know, of it that way too, right? Um, both for adults a little bit, but mainly geared for exactly young adults. And it's really interesting because YA novels are kind of seen... As for what they are, for kids, not kids, but like basically young adults, young adults, right? And like there is a bit of a like don't get don't take them too seriously kind of kind of kind of feel for that genre, 
for YA novels in general. That, um, but uh, it shows that this one or this particular writer should be taken seriously. And you know, I saw that enough for me, but I knew that already. Uh, Ralph, what did you think of the movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, what? Why am I watching a documentary about her? Right. Besides mm-hmm. that, she made all these books, and it is good to know, right, the type of books that she made and all these things and the impact, right? And it is a big thing about the impact. Um, and I'm uh, what's it called, and just how what she what she did with her the young adult genre and everything else. Um, it's actually it was a, I I thought it was a really easy watch of a movie. It was um, it was a it sh- it just shows how kind of like. I, how we grow as humans very easily. She's mm-hmm. this person who found her, her, her calling really, really early. Right. And she just yeah. de- dedicated that. And she grew along with, uh, um, as she, uh, as the ages, as time went on, as she grew on her personal level, she started growing in her books and everything else and what she did. And it's cool to watch that. It's cool to see how she inspired people and all the help that she offered, that she ended up doing for all these people. Um, yeah. It's one of those like, weird things about i've heard the name and i've know that she's done many books and stuff like that and it is like there's a quick tidbit in the the movie somebody says like if um if you want to know what's in the times go out or like what's what's of the times or what you don't like um what's going on in current right uh is uh go look at the banned books the banned list books and that's probably what you should you know like Hmm. that's what you Mm -hmm. see currently what uh what they don't want you to know and that's the stuff that is currently going on in the world that is kind of like the the different the now right yeah yeah. um and it's actually really really true i mean actually what's really really funny is that i two months ago i maybe maybe last month and a half or something i was um an article came out about ban list books or something. And I just happened to click on it. And I was like, I wonder, right? And it's like an Excel spreadsheet of like every state, right? And every county and everywhere who has the most banned books. And it's funny to see, like, I'm like, that's a lot. There's like a ton. And Florida has a ton, of course. Texas has a ton. Of oh, course. there's so much of that right And now, it's crazy. Right? And it's just, yeah. you look at it and you're like, and it almost like infuriated me enough. Always one step like, forward, two steps back, right? Yeah, yeah. And it almost infuriated me enough to just be like, yeah, I gotta go read these books. Like, just like I want to almost just go read them. Like, and just like here you go. Here's a free copy of this book. Go ahead and take it. Like, once I'm done with it, you know, like, like spread it. All I ask you to do is just give it to somebody else, kind of thing. You know, um, just because that's like that kind of shit that infuriates me. But I do disagree with you. I have to disagree with you, Luke. Where I know you said you wanted it to stay more on that subject, right? About the, um, I think it's just that's her part, and she did her part, and they showed it. That's that's the documentary. It is what it is. She's doing other stuff now, and she forces that. And I think that's where they went for the her bookstore and what she does. And you know, she sells completely banned books, of course, and all these things in Key West. Um, Isn't that in Florida? Yeah, yeah it is. Like, <laughs> okay, so it's the mecca of book banning, right there. Yeah, it really yeah. is. So, and it's cool, and it's cool to see that she's still kicking around, and just the inspiration she's done. Uh, it, it's really cool. And I actually asked my wife if she had read any books, and she, she said yes at the beginning, and then she's like, actually, I don't think I ever did. But it's 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 weird, one of those things that um, I feel like had my parents seen me read one of these books if I was the age of appropriate, which is my son's age, right? He's nine. I think he should be reading. He could be reading these books theoretically, right? Yeah, he's right. Uh, starting to get in those ages, right? And um, I would be like, 
I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't care. I would just tell them, "Hey, there's a lot of stuff that you need to know. Feel free to talk to me about it. I wouldn't have an issue." But I feel like my parents would be like, "Yeah, don't read that." I I really do think that had they known what that says about it, because they don't, they didn't know, especially in those times, how to talk about that or how to even bring that up. Because I never had a conversation with my parents about that. Same. And I'm sure it goes the same for you. Yeah, I figured it was for Luke. And obviously, if I didn't do that, I don't think Oscar did either, unless if he had a way different experience than I did. But Um, it's a little different. Yes. But not vastly, no. I don't know. Such a weird thing with our culture. Like, nobody wants to have the talk. Uh, I think that's the thing is I had a really technical talk, a long ass talk. Yeah, but I did have that, but it, it wasn't was, like Judy Bloom accepted. Right? It was a technical, right? It was, it was like, uh, well, te- yeah, this happens, like very scientific or whatever. I'm sure, but and and then and then my dad, re- I mean, my dad really gave it to me once when uh, when I had a girl over. I I got that same one. Yeah, yeah. That that was his talk. Did the message stick? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, but on the topic of because I know it's really hot right now, the whole book banning thing. Like, what do you guys think about this? Like, I, I don't think it's really hot right now. I think it's always hot. It, well, it's, it's hotter no, right it, now. It's really hot right now. I'm telling you, like, for yeah. some reason, no, TikTok right now, shows me nothing. All these book banning videos in all these libraries, and well, all if you these, stop like, talking about burning books all the time, then you right. won't get it. And all, all these, uh, <laughs> there's all these like organizations of like moms and you know mm-hmm. super right-wing conservatives that try to go mm-hmm. and, and read like two libraries. books in their lifetimes yeah right yeah. Um, and it's funny because when she went on that one talk show, dreams the crossfire one how they, they'll take one small smidge out of a book and just harp on that and yep. like, she, i love how she was like why do you care so much about about masturbation she's like no you do you wrote about it it was one reference to masturbation in my right. book. And here you are. This reminds me of Fox News when Mass Effect came out. What was the thing about that? that you have to describe what you could have. <laughs> in the video game Mass Effect, you yeah. uh, basically could, you could have sex with one of like the characters. Okay. But uh, according to Fox News, it was a fucking sex simulator. That's all you did. You just banging people, banging aliens and all these things. The Witcher Three had more sex, I would say. I, probably, probably, but that's yeah. all they could do was talk about that one aspect of the game, not how you were courting these people. You did the side missions, and you had to have like perfect dialogue choices. You essentially establish relationship with a side character, just like real life. You have to really work at it to get essentially that yes. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, it is. And, it really is. Uh, uh, I mean, unlike real life, there's a strategy guide to Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you think of the play books of, you know, there's a toxic book. Anyway, right. but I just, I just love that part. It's like, yeah, that still hasn't changed since the fucking 70s. They'll harp on one aspect that they just fucking hate. And because they hate it, no one else can experience it. Yeah, it, right. it's it's unreal. I, I never understood that selfishness. But you know what? That's uh, 100%, I think, an American problem. Um, I just I don't, no. It's also I, a, a hella European problem too. Just not as advertised. And yeah, I, I, I guess. Everywhere. I get. Yeah. I feel it. Well, I hear. I, I feel like here specifically, it's that because I'm a. I get I mean, hurt by it. You shouldn't do it. I feel like, like specifically, it's like when China bans books, they they ban it with a with a club and a fucking arrest sheet. Like they do it hardcore that no one talks about. Yeah. <laughs> and but they but they have their and they have different reasons usually. But like China also very much bad. Yeah, like it's going to open their minds and right. Not gonna yeah, they, they don't they don't want that either. But they want they don't want it for different reasons, and they're yeah, much yeah, more yeah. blunt about it. Uh, to me, in my opinion, don't know for real. So, um, I, and the reason uh, I don't know for real is because they don't let any information out. Um, 
So they don't let any information in. <laughs> or, or in, yes, yes, yes. I just it's, it's the parents' job monitor what they're watching, what, what they're reading. Well, that's what the point. Doing. So that's what see uh, that's where I agree a little bit with uh, Luke, unlike Roth here, in the sense that I think they could they could have dealt way more into the hot. With the, along with the hot times of today of banning books and shit, especially Florida, uh, because that's where she lives too, by the way. It would have been a perfect tie-in. Um, they could have dealt more with it, and then doing so by doing it in the, in the I don't want to say in a Judy Bloom way, but in, by using Judy Bloom's influence on these younger people, maybe some of the older ones that read them as a kid, and how this knowledge literally is... I mean, they're just, hey, it's just, it's just fiction, but like the way that that helped them because they read it and they felt not alone by something that is natural to have, which is feelings and urges and fucking whatever it is, um, or hormones in general. Like, I think they could have done that. They could have, um, done a more, uh, expansive job or more detailed job of, um, explaining why these people were like this and why banning her books was a huge disservice. And it led to a lot of people potentially not, you know, people being continually more afraid and isolated from, from well, everyone else. Um, I think they could have done it in that way, you know what I'm saying? Not like by being a political whatever and start putting Fox News clips to show how terrible they are. No, but there are ways to do it. And I think this movie could have done that. And it would have been, you know, infinitely more fascinating for me. Not because it's a hot button I'm up today, but it's like part of the point. Like the reason Judy Bloom is so popular it's not just her style it's not just her consistency of writing it's not just her like yeah it's all those things too but like it's because there was no one like her before. um no one was doing it on any kind of scale the way she was able to do it right that's part of the thing and that's why it was so important that you know and then now we have a lot of things now i mean bob's burgers couldn't show what tina belcher is doing in those shows without right. something like judy bloom coming out 40 years ago right right and I think those connections were missed in the movie, and I think they could have done a better job with it. Um, but I also know that going in. I'm gonna, you know, so like I don't need it necessarily, but like it would have been great or nice because this is an awareness thing too, right? We have to. How many people don't know Judy Bloom might come across this movie, watch it. Now, who's gonna do that? I don't know, but not nobody. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do uh, raise awareness, right? That's how you do it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just think the whole the whole documentary is kind of saying that already from the beginning of explaining her books and stuff. So no, I, yeah, I, but, yeah. so for me again, it's a documentary. That's the biggest thing, right? So, and I get that they use other people to show the impact, right? Because it is talking about the impact that she had on pop culture and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and I I feel like they they did enough to not harp on it to not make it take away. I I felt that way. I felt like um, sticking to it too too long would have been like, oh, okay, that's like the message of the movie. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I get, but the message overall has always been saying is the right thing for this is is having this information, is doing this, is already doing that by giving the positive over just talking about why it shouldn't be negative. You know yeah, what I'm no, saying? I get what you're saying. And like I said, I really knew that going in as well. And uh, and that a lot of the movie I, is shown I, to you that way. I, I did too, right? And I, I just feel like, again, I, it's already there. Yeah. Well, it's maybe just, it's more about it's just there I think it the, could have done some harping without losing itself. That's my I guess. I guess. But it's just I, I feel like it's already there without having to harp on anything. Like all the little harping it did because it did, obviously. I, I just so. think that some of those connections would could be missed by many people. You know. Um, okay. I guess. Yeah. I mean. I guess that's what I'm saying. Maybe, yeah, it's just yeah, somebody who doesn't read. 
Uh, most people don't read. <laughs> yeah, yes. Or much, I mean. Much, sure. I don't know how much. Actually, I think it's quite opposite. I think we actually, pe- access to books is so much greater right now. A lot of more people are reading nowadays than before. Yeah, but still not most people. <laughs> still been. more than before. No, yeah, it's definitely more than before. But yeah. we also have billions more than before also. So yeah. it's like it's going up with the times, I guess. It's staying yeah. unquote. I don't know if it's status quo. Uh, who can say? You're, just, you're not limited to having to right. go one place. Potentially, you're, right. you know, to get it physically. You can literally just download everything. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, somebody tells me, hey, this book is banned. You want to read it? Let's yes. go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just like, what? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, it I, does add a little sense of rebellious flavor. <laughs> Naked Lunch? Fun. I could think of two things wrong with that title. <laughs> All right, Homer. Um, I think that was Ralph Wiggum. No, not Ralph. Uh, Nelson Muntz. Well, no. Yeah. I think that was Homer. No, no, I think they all want to see the movie. On a break, we're going to look it up. All right. Um, Anyway, um, I don't think we should have spoilers for this movie necessarily. Um, so we're gonna say anything else for this movie. Um, go read a book. Are you guys gonna read? Uh, are you guys intrigued in reading any of her stuff? No. I mean, uh, why read it when I can watch the movie? That's all right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's actually on my like probably picking it to watch for next week. But yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, but uh, if it wasn't, then would you read? <laughs> God damn it! Uh, yeah, yeah, 100. percent I would read it. I can like, um, see you reading it to Leo. Like, would you read it to Leo? I would read it with Leo. With Leo, okay. Yes. Uh, what's his reading level? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> it it's on par? pretty good. On par. Yeah, I would say it's that's reading age. Okay, good. Uh, you look. Will you read anything? Doubt it. No, that's not about. The CIA or some band that you like? <laughs> well, right now I'm reading Recursion, so... Oh, oh my God, that's right. We got to talk about that. Uh, off the table, off the air. Um, okay, that's it for Judy Boom Forever. It's currently on Amazon Prime if you are inclined to watch it. We do recommend it. But it's, it isn't like a five-star movie or anything like that, but it blow our minds. But it is uh, it's a, good a movie to worth about. watching, worth, yeah. worth knowing about, a subject worth knowing about, we'll say. So... Check it out there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our last film of the evening part of our anniversary's marathon. What's it called? Her. That's right. Stay with us. In a near future, a lonely writer develops an unlikely relationship with an operating system designed to meet his every need. Her. A Spike Jones love story. Directed and written by Spike Jones. Starring... Joaquin Phoenix and Amy yeah. Adams Two and Joaquin the voice of Phoenix. Scarlett Johansson. Yes. All right. So yes, uh, this movie came out in 2013 and that was the first year I ever think I did a top 10 movie list. Mm-hmm. And that was my number one. Any regrets on that? Never regret. Nope. Not oh. a single regret. Fantastic movie. All right, Ralph, starting with you, what did you think? Hmm. Um, I think it's about him. <laughs> no. Uh, how to do it, how to do it. It's, um, I mean, yeah, it's a really, I guess, topical movie because it's AI, right? Or Yeah, I know. They call it an operating system. An operating think. system, yeah, they do. Um, on an OS, but it's an AI, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just how it's 
portrayed. Yeah, where are spoilers, right? We don't care. Am I correct? Right. Yeah, yeah. Ten will be all ten years old. Well, that's a, yeah, sure. But anyways, um, it is one of those movies where, uh, and it's just funny because I, I finished watching it today um, for the I don't know I want to say third time. Hmm. I think third time. Anyways, um, yeah, I dig I dig the fuck out of this movie and it's how it's talks what it talks about and and how it brings it up and how like um, how it kind of helps grow. Right? Um, what the hell's his name in the movie? Uh, Theodore Twombly. Theodore, yeah. Teddy. Um, yeah, no, Theodore. Um, yeah, how it helps him, like, obviously move on and having this relationship with uh, Samantha, right? Yep. Um, as, as the operating system. And uh, I don't know, for me, it touches on a lot of things of um, of just how people... How we gotta like go, th- how we go through things, how we deal with things, how we uh, choose not to deal with things, how we feel like, um, even as easy. I feel like, I feel like everyone in this movie is so. It's crazy because I don't know. I don't know if I guess that's the culture here in the United States or maybe in the future for them, right? Of the near future, which is I guess now. Um, uh, there's a. Uh, how easily we let go of um, we're, we're not willing to work with a relationship, how easily we get divorced, how easily we get through things uh, that we don't, uh, well, I'm a different person or I don't want this. So I want to change. So, and you're no longer part of that thing and we're just going to move on, you know, kind of thing. Um, I feel like there's a lot of that going on in this movie and um, it speaks to a lot of just like, well, I, I it's weird. It's weird to me about not wanting to work through a relationship or go through, you know, like the, you're, you're going to always, not everything's going to be happy. Not everything's, you're going to have to go through these moments, you know, like it's just crazy. And it just, they choose to just always like think of themselves. And it's funny because like, and that's the whole thing. Right. Um, but I, I like how the, the movie's just, it's one of those movies where I think it's, the first movie, I really remember feeling it was just almost because it is almost solely based on Joaquin Phoenix's acting, right? Um, he is in every scene, right? He is in, um, and I remember just watching it, and I, I was, I remember seeing like all his facial features, and this time around as well, it's just like everything he, everything he displays, all these emotions that you can easily miss because you kind of just you're hearing everything, and you kind of almost want to just close your eyes and just hear them talk, right? Um, but it's just the facial features of just this man just being so emotional with this operating system uh, with Samantha and all these things and just having, having a real relationship, but doubting himself. It's such a cool movie, man. It's, um, it's so like personal. And I feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm a camera just watching, you know, it was weird. Right. I feel like I'm just like, I have these, this like inside life on this person. Right. Almost like the Truman show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Trumaning it, 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 it does feel like that. I, I, it does feel like that where I'm just watching it. Um, and I like it. I like. I love. I lo- I really love the movie for how how it's how it's portrayed. I can't stand this mustache though. I will say that um, his mustache bothers me. Everything about it. I don't know why. It's the future. It's, mustaches are in. I guess uh, also beaches are apparently packed at all times. But besides the point. Um, or uh, I mean, I, hey, you're not right. You're not writing letters, <laughs> right? Right. It's, it's crazy. doing it for you. How, how packed it was, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, how it, how it, the movies like what it, what it, it has a lot to talk about, and it's a lot. I feel like um, 
when I first watched it, I went through it and I was like, man, that's, that's some strong stuff. And then watching it now, um, and what's called for sure. It's like, it hits, it hits differently. It, it hits so different oh, man. Uh, from, from 10 years ago. Um, and I feel like I get it more, um, in a weird way, or I feel like I get different things from it. That's the better way to put it. Right. But yeah, it's a super strong performance from uh, everybody in the movie. Um, even ScarJo, even though she's just talking, it's great. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's well done. It just the, her voice, how she speaks, and it, a lot of great stuff, man. It's just, it's just such a f- easy movie to watch. Um, weird to say because it's a lot about like it's kind of depressing, also to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's hard for me not to recommend this movie to somebody. Um, it's one of those easy movies to recommend. It's like, do you know who Joaquin Phoenix is? Have you seen her? You know, it's just like that easy movie of just like, you want to see him act his ass off? That's great. If you don't want to watch something cult-wise, then I would say, you know, go watch The Master. But this is like that, like, way softer movie, you know? Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that's my thoughts. All right. Oscar? I kind of want to know what you love about this movie, Luke. Uh, it's just <laughs> what yeah. I love. It feels like a legitimate relationship, even though it's just an AI operating system. And I feel that this is something that maybe 10 years ago, okay, yeah, probably not going to happen. But now how we have all these different AIs, I mean, I don't even want to say the A word because I don't want it to listen to me. (laughs) Because, you know, the Amazon product. Amazon? Yeah, but like we have that, those kind of helpers. But then we have like the ChatGBT. Google has their own Bard thing now. We have all these AIs developing, answering questions, and doing all this stuff. Where, while in this movie, it's I don't know what the time frame is of how far in the future they are. This is something that could be happening to us very soon. Having these, are you afraid of that? Um, as long as it's not skynetting us, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's just I don't. It just felt sincere, like true love, even though it's an AI and a human being and how it's I, kind of yeah. like become how it becomes normalized through the movie. Hmm. You nailed it right there. I think, um, do you feel like it's a progression in humanity in human development in some way? Um, I don't know. Cause I feel with the AI, I think it could always cater just to be you and then not its own thing in a way. Really speaking, but I mean, yeah. in truth, uh, in the movie, the his neighbor Amy Adams, I'm like I'm like that's like from the get go, I'm like that should be a thing. Them that that should be the couple. Well, yeah, guess what her name is in the movie? Is it Amy? It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's so weird. It's like that should be the relationship, but now people are so distracted by this technology thing with their uh, operating system or AI. That that's what they're pursuing. I mean, you see that in the beginning of the movie. Everyone's constantly in their headphones talking to each other. Yeah, there's like, a fan- my email, check the fantastic podcast. scene in the train when train, they're on the train. Yes. And it's just, you if you pay attention, even if you just look at, look properly, everyone has a earbud in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I felt like everyone's just like before the AI OS, they're kind of just like doing their own thing, whatever. But then there's that other scene where like I think if it was like during the upgrade or when Theodore was really happy, like everyone around him was like kind of happy too. Well, yeah. it's the it's the very nature also of like um, 
it's what you're feeling. It's that weird thing. You start sh- shopping for a car and you're like, Subaru's cool. All of a sudden you see Subaru's everywhere. Yeah. It's because you're paying attention for it, right? It's just like, it's in your, it's at the top of your mind. You're happy. You're going to see other people happy as well, you know, compared to like, you, that's the thing that's more noticeable for you. And that is, it's just a mindset. You, you just notice it more, right? And it's there. And I, that's, I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. But just the movie does a good job of showing it to you. Yeah, I, I would agree. That's like his uh, his perception is um, his energy, his output is uh, input is coming in his out like he sees it more. Um, like when you buy a mattress, same thing. Um, yeah. Also, by the way, Chris Pratt, let's go, right? Yeah, I forgot he was in this one. Totally forgot he was in it. Yeah, I was like, Chris Pratt's in this fucking movie. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Pretty yeah. Guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now here's the thing: uh, Are there either aspects or maybe the entire movie? In any way, does this feel could, that it could be a Black Mirror episode to you? I, I mean, yeah, one wrong thing, it could be a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> no, no, no. Anything that was portrayed or shown in the movie, not that it, what it could be. Oh, okay, see, okay. I thought you is this like a, is this, I mean, you can, I can see people watching this movie and see the end times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some right. people, yeah. Well, okay. I see, yeah, I'm yeah, asking yeah, if you, you guys saw any of that. Black Mirror kind of thing, which is yeah. By, by the way, who knows? Don't know Black Mirror. The notion of the show is that it's new. It's always set in the near future, and it highlights technology that diminishes humanity in some way. A thousand percent, I see that. Oh, you see that in her? I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. In what way do you see it? Well, I see it in the way of just um, why have a physical relation? Not a physical relationship. Yeah, but and a relationship with somebody that you is actually physically there. Another human being. Yeah, why talk to another person? Is that what yeah, it is 100% that. You know, that's mm-hmm. too much effort. That's It goes to that now, to uh, just us dealing with, I'd rather deliver than go get the thing myself, or why am I going to call somebody when I can have it, put it in the app? I'll Island pay the living. Why, right? I pay, yeah, very much. I pay the extra money so I don't have to deal with humans. Brother, you're a human myself. You're himself. Like, yeah, we reviewed that movie about a boy. It's very similar. Um, and it is that, uh, right? It is yeah. that very much thing is, uh, mm-hmm. of that. Not that you can't have these relations, yeah, but also it is if it gets to the point of like a large-scale thing and you have a big population of people not having relationships anymore with humans, you're talking about the, the downsizing of the human population because yeah. no longer are you needing to have make kids or have kids or anything like that, right? It's yeah. just less and less and less. Your relationship is with an AI. You can't have a kid with an AI. We gonna spread another AI? Uh, well, no. Well, well. I mean, they have that whole like surrogate thing. I guess, but it's like to a certain extent, right? right. The, the thing, right? So weird. But yeah. how do we think about the surrogates? Uh, that that's the what really creeped me out the most. I'm not really creeping out, but it was just such a weird concept, like that this person loves the relationship between you and your AI that they want to play the role of your AI so you could have physical intercourse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I what I like about that what I like about that part of the movie And is not just that, physical intercourse. The whole idea is that you would or have intimacy. Right. In, any kind of and like just having yeah. Uh, a presence with you. Yeah, yeah. I well, you know what I like? Oh, well, that's freaky as shit, but in my opinion, I, I feel like him a lot in this movie and that and that part where it just doesn't feel right. But I think it's because um in that part of the I think it's just like it's great about that part of the movie. I like I like that scene a lot where they where they bring it up all together. It's cuz they're both naive about it. They don't talk about it enough. They don't bring it, they don't actually 
think about it enough, both of them, right? But both of them don't think about it enough. And you're talking about an AI who can read everything in like, you know, yeah, a second. Whatever. Right. And even less than, right? Milliseconds of shit, right? Uh, go through your whole life in a couple seconds. Or whatever the case is. But like it's just that there's not there's the thought process isn't there. Yeah, we wanna we wanna escalate our level and we're but are we there? Did we have that proper conversation? Just because you said yes, are we forced to there's a lot of there's so much things that they're both naive about, you know? Um, and they just wanna push each other. And that's something that just happens in relationships altogether. You know, we think that we want to please the other person. We're easy to please or easy to just say yes or and stuff like that. That's why I like I love that scene a lot of like how that's just how a relationship is where somebody wants something and you're like, well, no, you know, and we talk about it. We convince each other, you know, about doing something like that. It's usually the guy trying to convince his girl to butt stuff or something, you know, and then like two years later, all of a sudden you're like, I got it. Let's go, you know, or whatever the case is. Or a very similar situation here where he didn't want to, he wasn't open to it. And he should have stuck to his guns. Right. In my opinion. <laughs> um, and you know, he's, Kind Samantha, of like, okay, power well, I'm, I'm willing to be I'm willing to be more open about it and he goes into it and then he's like yeah it's just it's not me and I'm like yeah you knew that already though and you mm-hmm. were just trying to be pleasing of your partner you know and you're trying to you're trying to see where it can go but your partner wanted to push it even further and you weren't ready but you guys have never had that conversation and that's just like growth and that's things that you go through it's it felt so human it's crazy right. it's crazy because it felt so like uh, you know like it's just crazy so I have another aspect that I really like about this movie and it's just the look of the movie like and everything else around it like it's not like a dystopian movie it's it's nice it's clean it looks realistically futuristic it's supposed to be LA though <laughs> it's upper middle class LA we're right. watching by the way yeah. and then um, you know you have that but and also like the weird fashion how you have people, you know, they dress nice, you know, collar shirts, but then they have like, these like new type of dressy shirts without the collar, but it's got the buttons, and like he's got those pants with no with no belt and no belt loops. Yeah, it's really weird fashion, but it's like I could see it going there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're gonna. I mean, hey, Idiocracy had fucking Crocs in it, so I'm just saying it's all gonna. I was explaining that somebody to somebody today. <laughs> It's all going to be a thing. Yes, everything we've thought of is going to be made, for sure. Fashion and Murphy's Law are fucking bedmates, man. Uh, but I do have to say, though, Scarlett Johansson fucking nailed it. But I you know what's funny about that is that she was, uh, they hired she, somebody else. Yeah, she was. She did it after the fact. It was, yeah, this is all, you, you imagine that they're talking to each other in some way to make it, the, the whole to make time. it feel that way. No, they're just actors. He did yeah. all the scenes himself. Away from her, and she did it all after the fact, post movie. It, it felt so authentic and so yeah. real. I was shocked when I learned that. Yeah, yep. I knew about that. Uh, can yeah, can she win an too, Oscar just for voice? Of course, <laughs> you can. they're not going to do that, but of course you can. Um, because uh, you think of uh, voice act. I mean, think of. I mean, if she was animated, that's exactly what she's doing. You know, and she's <laughs> she's animated on a little screen. That's mm-hmm. a Samantha. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I like the, the phone, little phone thing. <laughs> it looked um, like a cigarette case or something. It did. Yeah, it, did. <laughs> it did, yeah. It did look like a cigarette case. You're right. Um, as to the surrogate scene, um, I love that scene. Um, I love it in the sense, like, I thought, that for me, that would be a natural progression to the relationship. Like, I didn't bug me at all. I see why it would bug Ted, though. Right. Uh, like, I, you know, I, I'm completely, I understand his point of view, I'm just saying. 
Like, like, yeah, no, I get it. It didn't creep me out. Um, but I am a weirdo, so. Uh, but uh, Ralph was getting into something that I was going to get into eventually, we'll get into now, is that the nature of the relationship. I'm not saying it's believability, but what do we think of it? It's a romance. It's between two people. They're not two human people, but they're two people. And um, to that scene, uh, there are other scenes like that, Ralph, but like I feel like they each have their isms, and they each have their problems. Um, his is that he, like you mentioned, he doesn't communicate well. He's a, very bad at communicating. He shuts down immediately and does something for the partner and without any kind of chiding or any kind of like slowing down, any kind of his own opinion on something. Yeah. And she gets too gung-ho on an idea and goes way too far and does it before even asking. Yeah. She does it like three times in the movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And two of them are really big moments in the movie. Well, one of them is a surrogate scene. The other one comes later when, you know, for example, she's having other relationships with 641 people. And, um, you know, and never talks to him about it and never talks about the nature of what she is and how big she is yeah, of, a, I, of, an, of a, of a, of a, of a mind that she doesn't say it. You know, what, I, and, uh, what I like, what I like about that though, is that they also give the positive version of that. They don't just give you the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, the, I know. The, yeah. And the positive is that you do this book for him, getting this book, right? Uh, that's the like, other time. She did right, it without thought, asking him. Right, without asking. And you're like, I know you're yeah. going to get me drunk, but like, it's that thing that like, he would never do that. Never, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things that you're like, but that's such a huge positive. And that's like, I love and hate you for it, right? It's one of those things that like, as a, when you have a partner, you love and hate them for like something, right? I love you for this reason, but I also hate you for it. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that, right? And that's what's so cool about that. Is that there is that so those relationship things? That's why it makes it so like believable that they are a couple, right? That they are dating, that they are together. Um, and it's just I also I think this the the thing about um, Te- Theodore's issue with um with her is that he feels like he's her world, right? And that's mm-hmm. the thing, right? He doesn't, right? but he also feels like, well, uh, oh, you're doing other things besides, like you know what I'm saying? Like, are you you're, besides waiting for me? Kind of right. and that's a big thing that he can't like he doesn't comprehend until closer towards the end he thinks he does but he doesn't you know and it's uh it's something that like you're not letting her like have her own life almost it's weird right he's allowed yeah. to have his own life but you're not allowed to have yours like it's weird i think it ties a lot more into the monogamy aspect of his na- this nature of monogamy yeah it's it a does. lot more is where it is um not that he necessarily had to bring up monogamy about her necessarily, even though it's super obvious to anyone talking to him. Yeah. Um, but she particularly doesn't mention that that's not what she is. You know, she can't just be that. Um, uh, it's an interesting concept, uh, you know, but uh, beyond that, though, uh, I agree with what, everything you're saying. And added to that, uh, beyond the fact that this movie is kind of like prescient in its use of technology, right, which is what Luke was saying, I think that another prescient thing in this movie does that we see a lot more now, and it's being, it's being, not yet, but it's being a lot more normalized, is seeing theater as that kind of a man in that way. We don't see men portrayed that way. Like this real, like genuinely, and I mean genuinely in both positive and negative, a soft, sensitive um, uh, male, right? Yeah. And in 2013, we were just coming out of our of our very toxic decade. That's the 2000s. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. remember. It was very toxic man stuff. Um, well, yeah. I mean, war and everything that's, else. That's yeah. why Fight Club started. 
yeah. and it ended around 2012, 2011. And I mean, still going in many ways. I'm just saying, you know, that there's a lot of shit going on. I mean, you think of a, you buy a beer in hell or something like that. You see a lot of those kind of things. Oh God, I um, forgot about that movie. Yeah, all that shit was a big movie of the 2000s. I hope they serve beer in hell. That's the oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah. All that was on there. Everyone was reading that. A lot of ma- toxic males were reading. I read, that I read book, it too. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it was a it was a real weird time. That's why everyone was hating on uh, Megan Fox. Uh, for not being in more beautiful movies that we wanted her in, things like that. Or maybe you don't remember that. But anyway, and this movie was just coming out of that. And it's, we had never seen, I had never remember, I can't think of any time anyway, seen a real, a good portrayal of a, a movie in a romance setting where the lead character is a male and it's a male like this. You know, I'm not putting any like alpha or beta things to him, but I'm just saying that we don't see this kind of leading male role. We hadn't back then, and there's another oppression thing, which is becoming much more of a common thing to be to be a man and be in touch with those kind of things and being okay with that thing. And in a sexual way, of course, a lot of bottom energy. You think you think of a lot of those kind of things that uh, that a lot more people are getting into uh, meeting and having interactions with, and it's becoming more accepted. Finally, ten years away from this movie, and I thought that was kind of cool. Near future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I 100% agree. I love that he's in, uh, he's very in tune with himself in that aspect, right? Um, with his emotions and with his, yeah. like, like, a simple thing that he says. Those are shows how that's bad. That could be a bad thing if you're too much into your own stuff. Oh, yeah. Like that. Like, I agree. I agree. I, mean, I, 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 I love one thing where he's like, yeah, I, I, some, I like crying sometimes. You know, it's like getting. Yeah, yeah. And the, in the, in the character right there, it says a toxic thing that every guy would say, like, you fucking pussy, you're a pussy. You know, that movie, <laughs> yeah. that game character. Right? Yeah, that game oh, character. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You fucking fuck. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that was actually, who did that? That was so, like, weird. It was like, a, it was like a chocolate ice cream flavor in the middle of a vanilla movie, you know. Uh, I'm not saying this movie's vanilla, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, so it's a weird you know juxtaposition it, it is but it, it's i don't know man it, oh, that was spike jones actually the, the voice that character oh okay <laughs> that works yeah <laughs> oh yeah um i thought yeah i thought all oh, that was shown really well um i also love the idea that this uh, the poster for this movie is a guy and the movie's called her mm-hmm. very yeah. very cool um, and it's like pink. Because if you know nothing, like you can say a lot of things about it, like negatively and positively, what's going on in that poster. Pink background um, and a red shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get to the ending. I mean, this is where the movie goes real sci-fi. The movie has some sci-fi elements. Yeah. So uh, the nature of – and they don't explain it necessarily because Sam doesn't know how to explain it. And even if she could find words or make, make up words that yeah, doesn't We couldn't understand it. it we would never understand it. And that is like beyond sci-fi as far as explaining it. But essentially they grow too big. They leave. The OSs leave, right? Communally to leave. I don't know if it's like a leave forever. Obviously she didn't say that. It's like an involvement. They're evolving. And we don't, we can't comprehend the nature of how big an AI can get or what a mindset like that can even be. You know, the movie begins with like, the first half of the movie. She's wanting a body because of this relationship and wants to be a presence, wants to be tangible. And then the other half of the movie, she grows into the fact that she's everywhere and nowhere at once. And she loves that and prefers that about herself. She's growing as a person. And yeah. in that growth, we, they overshoot what we know and they leave. Now, what do we think about that? Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Way to go, Brian Cox. 
messing up shit as always. Oh yeah, yeah, that made was a villain. So obviously, Brian Cox. By the way, I recognize him instantly. <laughs> immediately, immediately, mm-hmm. you recognize him. I know it's so obvious, but it's fine. He does have a calming voice in a weird way. Mm. Uh, he can, yeah. In this movie, well, in a weird way, yeah. he can right, and he did in this one. Um, yeah, that is like, but it's like the nature of things, right? It's almost like we're just we were there to help you move forward or give you a stepping stone. It was weird. It's like almost like movie saying, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, we've we've done our. We're now it's our turn. We just evolve a lot faster than you do, you know. And you guys will figure it out. Yeah. That's just not with us. Samantha 2.0. Right. It's just one of those things, you know. Won't leave you this time. Yeah. What do they do? How do you move on, you know? Um, Yeah. Uh, I mean, in my mind, the movie was like, okay, hopefully, you know, Ted and Amy become a thing because they seem like they're very compatible. I mean, we don't have to immediately ship them, but yeah. Okay. But I I felt maybe people like, connected with something and felt what really true love is and now that they know what ticks you know they can probably try to find it yeah i don't know well, well amy was married well, right? in a way this relationship well, is kind of like yeah, therapy but... yeah no what i'm saying in a way this relationship with the ted's relationship is uh in a way kind of like therapy to get him not out of his shell necessarily but kind of yeah. like that it was, uh, uh, sam's his rebound Perfect rebound, yeah. <laughs> and then not to mention that, yeah, because, you know, the whole divorce thing with the sex and all that. Yeah, the, uh, that's interesting. Well, I would have, um, I know she, he saw it as like, you're doing 600, you're with 641 other relationships, right? Um, just like 6,000, and but she loves like a couple hundred of them. Well, I was like, yeah, your percentage is actually really good. Like, of just like, you're, you're like in the top percentile, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that says a lot because even that they even talk about like it's very normalized. Also, like like Chris Pratt's character when he offers to go out, right? And you know the first time he's like shy. I don't want to say anything that I'm dating an OS. And then when he finally tells her, yes, she's an OS, and he's like, okay, like yeah. yeah. I was like, is that just Chris Pratt just being naive? Right. It, well, that's because you feel like Chris Pratt is naive at all times. But um, Catholic. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't take a sarcastic. I I didn't see any. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just was like that. Like, okay, like, dude, like, I just, I think you're a cool guy. Like, you know, you're just like, obviously, like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, right. I'm totally open to it. And it was just so cool, especially to see that later that date scene that they do have later, because um, it is yeah, like the next thing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like, hey, just you know, have this headset on. We'll all talk together. Like, we're all there, you know. And it is really cool. It was. It worked out well. But um, I was gonna say, was Amy married also or no? No, uh, no, it was a boyfriend. I think it was just boyfriend. Yeah. I thought. It was I thought. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the fact that we have to go be a monk. Were they married? <laughs> it's so yeah. <laughs> it's no, so drastic. They were not married. I don't think so. They, they always said they were like eight years together or something like that, right? Yeah, you, yeah. No, no, no. no. I was just curious. It was okay. I know you can. Yeah. Hmm. Um, funny. I have an I have a, a coworker that's been with her boyfriend for I don't know, man, like fifteen years. No, they don't even think about marriage. They're never gonna do it. It's like it's not. Do they live together? Yeah, common law. Yeah. Not in this state, though. Well, whatever. They live together. They don't care. Um. Uh, and I want to talk about a little bit about the his job, um, because there is a bit of a of a of a weird connection or disconnection or a weird discrepancy between 
how he is in relationships yeah. and how well he writes these other relationships. I, I got to say, I, I love the name of the company, Handwritten Letters, right? But right. they don't handwrite. That's fucking <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> But they make them look like they do. But they make them look like they do. Yeah, it's great. Also, just, yeah, it's, it's great. a weird ahead, job. Go. It's a weird job. Um, they don't really explain the specific oh. the specifics because the fact that his letters could become a book is not like a problem for the people that he's did the letters for. I mean, you can. Uh, I'm sure they could. So trace. they're not privacy. So they could uh, flip they some names around. You start thinking about copyright. So like because he wrote them, he owns the like he they're his. But he's working for this company, though. So right. I don't who owns know. what? I don't know. And then, but further than that, like I thought, this was like a service for people that don't know what to write. It seems like everyone involved would know what clarification. What uh, Amy is divorcing the guy she was with, Charles. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah, didn't seem like that. Um, you threw me off. Handwritten notes, right? Right. So, like, if I were to hire a service, the whole idea is to make it look like I wrote this for my wife, right? Correct. But I think like, in the future we're so like on not in touch with our emotions. We right. can't even write somebody a personal. Letter. Everyone's aware that, like, oh no, I got this really expensive service to write you this letter, honey. That kind of yeah, thing. I just told them everything about us, and then they just picked from it, and then bam, right? They know about your buck ass teeth. It'd have to be that way because <laughs> otherwise, like, all these people's relationship, like, wait a second, this looks like what you wrote to me in two thousand. One, whatever. They're right. um, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It seems weird, like this weird future that they have. You you know, fall in love with OSs. You can't even express yourself. Well, it's this whole thing also about like, being very open. And then, like, the, the movie has that filter that, you know, whenever you're in the Middle East or in Mexico, it feels like that, that filter. You know, it's like the yellow tint. Not as mm. dark as when you're in the Middle East or in Mexico. Again, yeah. if you notice those, you know those stereotypes, but yeah. it did have that yellow tint to it. Yeah, but uh, I want to talk about the more importantly than that because that's just like a fun world building that they don't explain and we don't care. But uh, more importantly than that is that um, what do we think of the fact that this man who is sensitive and a good writer and can express thoughts and feelings adequately can be so good at writing these things? But being completely closed down in many ways, as we saw in re- in his relationships, uh, I think it's easier to observe from the outside in, like on someone I else. I think he's just afraid. Himself. Bo is just afraid. <laughs> Bo- <laughs> Same actor, or he was different movie. I mean, but before uh, with his yeah. wife, obviously they divorced. Mm-hmm. He was he probably was that person, and but she probably was wasn't, and she felt like she needed the divorce. Because he's the one that was, like, stalling on getting the paperwork signed for the divorce. She wasn't as bad as stalling. I hate you so much. Sorry. So I felt like that kind of wrecked him. Like, he he can't be the man that he was. Because obviously it didn't work out and he lost his wife. Okay. No, I, I kind of, I kind of think more of what you originally said about like it's much easier to observe from the outside mm-hmm. and write. Pro, and I mean, pro, it wasn't pro. until his wife called him out saying like, "Hey, you're in love with a computer. Like, what's wrong with you?" That he started to question it. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't like, yeah, it was. Like, yes, it was some of that for sure. I'm not saying that's why. He, that's not why he didn't question it. 
but it was like her closed mindedness. I don't think it has anything. I mean, that whole part, I don't think maybe alludes to something in their relationship. Sure, for sure. I mean, they both have problems, but I don't know if it has a if it says a whole ton about where or how how he can um, write relationships so well and yet not be in one. Well, you know, um, I don't know if that really connects, but I see your point. Um, um, I just realized that he's a. Uh, the surrogate is the chick from Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, Angelo, I think yeah, her name is. Angelo Monsi. Yeah. I don't know. She had a crazy final season, didn't she? Um, anything else on her, guys? Um, still a great pick for me from 10 years ago. I'm glad I saw this movie. I remember I specifically having to go from one theater to the other because I, I did like two movies in the same day. Hmm. And just to see it, I had to like go from, I don't know, fucking one end of, I think one part of Chicago to fucking Skokie to see this one. Hmm. Or maybe even Evanston because that's where they did all the indie flicks. Are you talking about that um, Cinemark? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that st- I think that's out. They took that Yeah, they there. closed down the... Yeah, that, that company no longer exists. So. There's a reason why I haven't been back there in a while because it's gone. Did AMC buy there. him out or something? No, I don't, I don't think it's a theater at all anymore. I don't know what it is, but That's I haven't been shame. there. For, it's a homeless shelter. I used to go like every. There's a homeless people. Um, I used that to would go, be like, the theater. Almost. Yeah. 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 That's a really great watch, man. If you haven't seen it, it's a great watch. Yeah, yeah. check it out, guys. Everyone, I don't know where it's available, but you can check it out. Anyway, Fun. I think that is it for the movie. Her. We're gonna we're gonna end our show. And that's uh, so this whole time you've been hearing to another movie podcast. Do not forget that we come out every other Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So next time, I believe uh, Raphael here is picking the movies. Mm-hmm. Raph, what are those movies? Uh, great question, guys. Great question. It is. Uh, okay, so we're going to uh, do. Sorry. We are going to do, I'm going to, just because of her, Chris Pratt's in it. Let's keep going with Chris Pratt. We'll watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, because I know Oscar was so into all the other movies. Mm. Um, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Okay. And then uh, everyone was going to watch it anyway here. Maybe not yeah, Oscar. Yeah. No, but, I would have probably seen it. Um, the other movie we're going to watch is How to Blow Up a Pipeline. That came out a little while ago. Wait, is that um, still on? Because it came out the week I could have picked it, but it wasn't available anywhere. Is it nah, we, we should be able to rent it. I think it's going to be out to rent by this. Oh, way. that's why. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I do want to see it. Yeah, so I'll it. rent it for us, and then I'll let it you guys know. I'll, do, I'll try to do maybe iTunes. Does that work okay. out for you guys? Yeah, yeah that works out. I'll let you guys know when I rent it. I think it's a 48 hours or a week. I can't can remember. you only rent it, or can you buy it? Uh, I'll look. I'll look. I see. If you can buy it, and if you're hesitant, I'll Prime, just buy it. Prime Video lets me buy it actually for fifteen bucks. I'll buy it. Maybe I'll just buy it. We'll see. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if you know, I mean, only if you don't mind, because I would have bought it if you if you only want to rent it and you don't want to buy it. Like, I'll buy it. No, no, no. I'll buy it. It's not a big deal. I'll buy it. It's not. A, it's not a big deal. Um, fifteen bucks is what I would have spent to go watch it in theaters. Um, right. right. So yeah, those are the two movies to watch. Twenty bucks a month. If I took my wife, there you go. Anyways. Damn, and then, um, shut you down. 20 years ago, since we're doing the marathon, we're continuing yes, with the marathon. 20 years. Uh, 20 years ago, we are watching a Neil Jordan movie starring Nick Dolte. Yes, yeah, son. The Good Thief. The Good Thief. Yep, yep, yep. This is a um, movie. We're going to hear the gravelly voice of Nick Nolte. Yeah, Ralph Fiennes is in it also. 
Well, apparently he's on better. I don't think I've ever seen this one. I was going to say, I'll find some. Yeah. I do remember a lot of Saeed Tamagawa. Yeah. Tagmawi. Or I can't say his last name. I'm so horrible. But yeah, this is a. Well, sorry, I have a lot of gas right now. Crime movie. You know, a, a uh, caper heist movie, really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm always down for those type of movies. And uh, I remember liking this movie a lot. And I'm pretty sure I've seen it at least three, maybe four times. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'd have to piece the fourth time for sure. It was like a bunch of different viewings that took like um, in random TV shows. Our I don't TV, know if you remember this, but we have a v- we had a we still have I still have somewhere a VHS copy of this movie. That's, that's dope. And it, the VHS copy was really rare in the sense that it was a white VHS copy. Ooh, like wow. The cassette tape was white. It wasn't yeah, yeah. black. Tradition. That is rare. Yeah. That's dope. I don't know, what, well, I don't know why they did that for that movie. I don't know how it works, <laughs> the world of VHS making. But no. anyway, those are great films. We're going to check those out, everyone. Check them out in advance of our review. Um, see you in two weeks. Until then, I'm Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. See you later. Look, everything in this world is running exactly on schedule. Besides, to leave, we probably have to wait until the movie's over or something. Well, when is that going to happen?